Hello. I would like to open this episode by saying thank you to some people, uh, like Dr. Suntree, Elias Toner, Aaron Winkle, April Mann, and Paul Mum. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash TV and kicked us some money, and it really helped us out. That is how these shows stay um, alive. That is how we stay independent. Once again, patreon.com slash TV for all kinds of cool stuff. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Hitman 2, which is an immersive sim developed by IO Interactive and published by Warner Brothers in 2018. Yes, the uh, subtitle-less Hitman 2. <laughs> yes, not Hitman 2 Silent Assassin. Yes. Um, this is an executive produced episode mm-hmm. by uh, Alex D., Thank mm-hmm. you, Alex. You really had to twist my arm to get me to do this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah. Um, and this is, you know, as we mentioned, the 2018 version of this. Uh, and this is uh, the second part in that story, mm-hmm. I guess. So it's good that we get, um, you know, we know the third one's coming mm-hmm. since the time we picked this and we recorded it. Yeah. They, uh, the they, story will they, wrap announced, up. they announced it, Man 3, coming out in January, uh, for which I'm very uh. excited. Dude, <laughs> like, what? What is it about? Every time we go back to one of these, like, this will be a weird, a little bit of a weird episode because this is, this is the type of sequel that I think gets a really bad rap, but I actually want to see way more of. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, like I like a game, mm-hmm. maybe I do want more of the same of it. Yeah, you know, I, you know, and we we've kind of been on, you know, we we've been on the side of a product like this, like a mission pack expansion or whatever. Yeah, although this does m- more more than that. <laughs> um, but we've yeah. been we've been on the side of this kind of like product since at least like Bioshock Two, maybe maybe even before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 a thing where uh, I want more of Hitman Twenty Sixteen, basically no matter what. Yes, And every time uh, I sit down to play one of these or I see something about it or anything like that, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is one of my favorite, like, video game franchises of all time. And uh, this is a strong contender for a forever game, yeah. you know, if I was that type. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is so fucking good. So it's it's not like a thing where it, it, it advances the plot. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of minor advancements in play. Um, but... Honestly, even if it is just like, yeah, here's uh, here's seven more Hitman locations. Yeah. Like every single one of those is a precious treasure. Yes. <laughs> the, I I cannot uh, overstate the value of these as spaces, yeah. video game spaces. And we'll be lucky if every two years 
we get another set of these things. I don't think we will. I think they're going to wrap up the story and they'll right. probably let it rest for a little bit, which is probably good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, uh, boy, like I'm never going to turn this down. It's it's kind of baffling to see a studio kind of at the height of their powers like this. I mean, specifically with the levels, like each of these is a wonderful machine that I just want to keep on a shelf and like take keep on a shelf forever and take down and play with it. Like there's just yeah. so much here and it's so generous. I forget if we if, yeah. if if we called the you know Hitman twenty sixteen generous if we had that word in our, our you know the show's vocabulary back at that time because time is meaningless but yeah this just keeps on giving in such a such a huge way and and uh, so that ends up having a little bit of a, a knock on effect to the episode I want to mention that um, like the last one this will not be all inclusive right and partly because this game is about giving you like six oceans <laughs> you know like you, you know here here's all the oceans of the world like yeah they're that deep you know there are all kinds of things uh, this is my second time I played it mm-hmm. and there were things I didn't know the first time and then uh, I hit up new things on the second time mm-hmm. and then looking into it for research I'm like oh I didn't even know that oh yeah because yeah. Um, yeah there's just uh, tons of tons of area. I, I didn't know um, this were cannibalism muffins like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah or like uh the whole i didn't know the first time i played uh the entire thing with the uh the drug lords hippo mm-hmm. pet hippo which is a wild and gruesome yeah. uh, set of you know kind of mission story the uh the other thing though i want to mention and uh i don't know how much of this was in the vocabulary when we talked the first time either mm-hmm. um and if i'm repeating it i apologize uh but i had like a little bit of like a, a revelation uh thinking about this last night mm-hmm I think that Hitman, uh, specifically with the way that it conveys information to mm-hmm. the player and says yes to the player, yeah. has more in common with really good tabletop gaming than most adaptations of tabletop gaming do. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And what I mean is like it is a game, what, what they've done with these levels, I was trying to think of the individual stories of the levels, right? Right, right. And like none of them are that interesting before you come along. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the cannibalism muffins. Like, there are a couple of things that are neat. <laughs> right. But they're, they're you know, certainly missing elements. Yeah. But what you have in this game is a dungeon master who has provided, like, an absolute wealth of hooks, mm-hmm. like adventure hooks. Yeah. And then says yes to all of them. Right. Um, in a way that is more comprehensive than most video games that try to emulate role-playing do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like we, uh, like, I love Baldur's Gate 2, but in any given situation, like... Oh, you know, there's a couple of hooks here and here's the ways you can do it yeah. here. It's like, again, it's so deep in a way that models that kind of like good. Yes. And behavior. <laughs> yeah, and, no, that's a, that's a really good comparison. The fact that they have designed, you know, not just these systems that interact with each other, you know, cause you can do all these kills just, you know, and, and not by uh, going through the story missions, right? Like you can, yeah. you know, kind of just engage with the stealth and engage with the movement and the you know the enemy behaviors to get to where you need to be and you know take your shot and go but specifically like you know that and then also the number of stories that they provide to you that reward paying attention um yes. you know on one level and you know be they're not afraid to kind of like let the player decide how much they want that surfaced or not like yes. it does feel like a very like graceful dungeon master yeah i, I like that comparison a lot that, I just, I had that, I was playing it last night and just had that feeling because mm-hmm. what I, I overheard a, uh, 
a conversation that was not a mission story. Yeah. Like it was not uh, going to lead to a set of map markers and objectives. Mm-hmm. It was just useful information, <laughs> you know, for me. And I'm like, this is really like, that's great. This is mm-hmm. like, I asked a bartender for a rumor and he said like, you know, Oh, they say that when people go into the basement of, you know, Chorg's tavern, they don't come back. <laughs> sure. You know and I'm like? Well, that's interesting. I, I now I know something about Chorg, my target. Yeah. You know, <laughs> target Chorg, <laughs> yeah. target Chorg. <laughs> Um, Operation Chorg, you know, but I, I was just like, oh, this is like really useful. And the whole world exists for you in a way that all video games do and a way that tabletop gaming does, but they hide that reality really, really well and just make it, you know, here's a billion threads, Mm -hmm. you know, just choose which one you want to unravel. There's always going to be something fucking cool at the end of it. We promise. And Mm -hmm. Jesus fucking Christ, like these games are really good and I'm glad we're doing the second one because I liked the second one more than the first one Same. and it fucking contains the first one, Yep, <laughs> which is the most generous thing that I've ever seen in games. And it is, uh, how is it that like, there's not an ongoing discourse about how fucking cool and important Hitman uh, yeah. games are. Like this is a model of distribution that I, I'm only aware of. I mean, at least in modern games, um, I'm only aware of like left for dead two doing this. Where yeah. just like the sequel comes along and completely, completely not not subsumes but incorporates the the the, the meaningful content from the first game, yeah, yeah, it's like that's happened. Like the I like I think about um, Pokemon Gold, yeah, yeah, you know, having where you can go back to, to Kanto. That's a good, and, one, stuff, yeah. and that's just fucking cool. Mm-hmm. You know, need need more of that, and for something with this kind of level of production value, like a modern AAA game doing that, it just feels like. I don't know, man. It gives me, gives me the, the gamer willies. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, the gamer willies. And, 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 you know, it's like to a certain extent, I kind of resent it because, you know, I'm going to have to move on. I'm going to have to, you know, start Disco Elysium. I'm going to have to start, uh, mm-hmm. you know, any number of other things. And like, man, you know, I, I kind of I took the 15 hours that I had to budget with this and went through, you know, what feels like a very good first, you know, a, a very good one player campaign with this. But like, I don't know, it'd be really fun fun to fuck around with some of those special assignments yeah yeah and just i don't know that i have the opportunity yeah even your own like kind of things like this uh time going through i tried to do stories i hadn't done but i also was like i want to snipe some people Mm -hmm. like i've unlocked a sniper rifle i've never sniped the game game, (laughs) it allows for it so well like there are so many good fucking sight lines and stuff Mm mm-hmm you know, it, when you're in the levels and you, do, it just feels like this gigantic pile of generosity of like useless areas. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is this building is not really part of anybody's story, right? You know, and if you go there, it's like, oh wait, but the back there's a like an area I can get up on top of the roof, and then this is like a perfect sniping mm-hmm. perch. Yeah, there's a down spot like, I can climb up. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's fucking good. Like I, I had the same feeling where I'm like, man, if I didn't have to move on, uh, this I could just do a few laps. Yeah through uh through this and and really enjoy myself like yeah that's been a, that's been a fun feeling uh in waf where i've had that like remember when we were playing uh mm-hmm. feeling that just feels like real good and i yeah. imagine hitman 2 like not that i'm anticipating not liking anything we're doing upcoming right but right there'll always be this element of like man remember when we were doing hitman 2 it's, it's just God, remember when it. we were playing legend of grimrock 2 <laughs> fuck man like <laughs> yeah you know, um, so I, I just I just went back and I went to the notes for Hitman 2016 because, you know, we talked about this being, um, you know, a, a very, you know, a good facsimile of a tabletop game, you know, like in the in, in the headline at the, at the front there, the billboard that I did, I, I didn't say stealth game. I said immersive sim 
Whereas in yeah. 2016, I called this a stealth game because that's what it's broadly categorized as. Like, I don't know. Yeah. This is one of the most 0451 kind of experiences I've had. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it, it is not. Uh, a stealth is a, a powerful, it's, it's one powerful, powerful thing. understatement yes. yeah, of, of this, uh, what this game contains, the multitudes it contains. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, as we mentioned, we, you know, we talked about a lot of this stuff, uh, but to re, you know, because maybe people who just are like, I'm not going to play any of these games. Maybe you haven't listened to the first episode. That's mm -hmm. fine. Need the basics. Uh, you play as a character named Agent, Agent 47. You is a hitman. Um, you have a handler named uh, Deanna Burnwood. And you are assassinating targets in huge, detailed, intricate puzzle box levels. Best in class. Yes. Levels. Yeah. Um, and this story picks up, you know, right where the prequel left off. Uh, you might be a little bit lost if you're coming into this without having played the first one, um, honestly, because it's a little bit like noun soup uh, to a certain degree. Yeah. A lot of secret societies, a lot of uh, boardrooms full of powerful people in suits. Uh, but 47 and Diana, yeah, they're kind of, you know, they're still working for the ICA. Like that's where their resources come from. You know, the ICA being the, you know, assassin organization that they're a part yeah, of. International contract agency. Or, yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Know. But you're continuing to kind of chase after this shadow client who used you in, uh, the first game. We're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to call 2016 the first game. Uh, just understand. Yeah. You know, that the first game it's in the trilogy. Even, yeah. Like we called it a reboot. It's not even a reboot. Like right, it references right. and this game references things that came before too it's all yes. one continuity mm -hmm. but it's like a jumping on point it's like a new arc right yeah you know? uh yeah. but you're trying to you know take apart this conspiracy going after the shadow client um and also learning more about this even more powerful group this uh illuminati type kind of thing called providence yes yeah um and yeah again tons of nouns uh mm -hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that stuff um there are gameplay features mm -hmm. that are new um, so, uh, one of the things is mirrors work now. If you sneak up on somebody who's looking into a mirror and they look up, they'll see you. Mm -hmm. Um, another, uh, one here, and I didn't find this out until, uh, doing research. I didn't notice this in game. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, if you are trespassing and a security camera hits you, it will cause a security alert, not just ping your score like it used to. Mm -hmm. Uh, so cameras have additional functionality yeah. now, yeah. uh, which is probably good. You know, yeah, I think so. Because yeah. I, I generally just ignored them. Same. Uh, previous, since I don't play for a score. Right, right. Yeah, yeah just it didn't didn't really matter too much for me. But like, even still, like if you get pinged when you're not um, when you're not trespassing, it'll still mark your presence there, and I think affect your yeah. score. Yeah, yeah. It um, always affect the score, but now it can actually raise an alert. Yes. Um, they added picture in picture uh, to this, which I I could have sworn was in 2016, but actually wasn't so like mm -hmm. when somebody finds a body uh when you're seen by a camera it will show you uh kind of the relevant information uh from wherever yeah. that was so good you can you can also hack it and play legend of grimrock 2 in the picture of picture oh so you yeah. just have the ultimate 2020 right, experience right. <laughs> like there just uh, play them both on the same controller yeah play them shits yeah, <laughs> yeah. incredibly difficult like, yeah um, the, uh, so, uh, a big addition from, I think, Blood Money, uh, is they brought back your briefcase mm -hmm. into the game, uh, which fans of the series really love. Um, the briefcase is, uh, in the original game it appeared in, was mostly used to get past metal detectors. Mm -hmm. Um, there were a lot more metal detectors. Uh, the new games generally have made, uh, 
pat downs, yeah. the uh, the more uh, common way to get past things. But this allows you to take large items or illegal items into secure areas. So, right. you know, you can't carry a sniper rifle up mm-hmm. to that perch, but you can carry a briefcase. Yes. Uh, you can also use the briefcase as like a distraction or you can throw it and hit people with it. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it ends up being a very versatile item in and of itself, uh, like most of the items, in fact. Yes. Yeah. Um, other things, uh, they in- included uh, hiding in brush. Yes. Yeah. So you can now uh, hide in the tall grass like a Pokemon, mm-hmm. like a Hitman Chan. <laughs> uh, the- <laughs> hey, how long, were you, how long were you sitting on that one, buddy? <laughs> Only like a second. Okay. Like I came with it last minute. I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself. Yeah, no, like, it's very good. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry I you. doubted you. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It was just, uh, I'm, you know, being honest, because if I have that kind of shit in the pocket, you know how, how bad I am at holding that kind of stuff back. Like I would have right. started the episode with it. Um, yeah, before we get to that, I got to... I got a, a, a portmanteau I've been working on. Okay. You know, I would have gotten to it that way. But yeah, um, but yeah you can hide. Uh, and that's used really well in the levels. Mm-hmm. And then hiding in crowds yeah, uh, is their new one. thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you used to be able to, you know, be in crowds and it would block sight lines, but it mm-hmm. wouldn't actually mark you as concealed. Yeah. Um, now that is actually a big part. And they, they are a couple highlight maps that are just make that a huge, you know, a huge part So many huge crowds. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. Mumbai. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's wild to see yeah like just in terms of a populated video game space mm-hmm. yeah you know and like like so. th- this is this is the perennial example like you know like like new hardware like and computing power matters for shit like this like yeah. i don't care how realistic your textures are but if you can put a shitload of things on the screen and make that relevant to the play then there we go <laughs> Yeah, and make it work. And it's it's such a thing where, like, a lot of times it's not relevant. Right. This is maybe the best example yeah. of that rele- relevancy. Relevancy. Like, I know that it's a thing in Assassin's Creed, like, mm-hmm. that hiding in a crowd comes from that. Yeah. Uh, but here, like, you know, this matters. Yes. You know, in, in a real way. Um, it is not just a tech mm-hmm. show off right. thing. Um, so, and I think like, you know, the biggest change between 2016 and this is just that the quality of levels is much, much higher and more consistently higher, you know, like mm-hmm. there's no, there's no, um, Colorado in this. No, right? yeah, there, there's, there's no Colorado, um, to like, there, uh, like I love the crowds in Mumbai Yeah, and stuff. Uh, Mumbai is probably my least favorite level because I, on repeat play, mm-hmm. the finding the const or finding the, uh, what's his head yeah if, the I, dragon, if i find the, 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 the maelstrom yes yeah. the finding the maelstrom is kind of a pain mm-hmm. in retrospect um but if that's the word you know the same way like colorado was like a b minus mm-hmm. you know hitman level that is like a b plus hitman level and mm-hmm. is the worst level in the game to me right you know and it's still really good it's just mm-hmm. the other ones all like vacillate between a and a plus yeah uh, the levels just feel bigger and more intricate, more crowded, more dense with incident uh, than they mm-hmm. did, uh, you know, kind of in the past, um, you know, and mm-hmm. it just like each of these landed, uh, you know, really, really hard for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're great. They're mm-hmm. all extremely cool. Um, there is kind of a a, a general, uh, I think, also upgrading of uh the way the story is presented in terms of your targets. Yeah. Um, your targets were shitheads in the first game <laughs> who you might have reason to to murder. I think they really amp that up. Yeah. Uh, in this game to where like you could, you know, you get to watch the like sweatshop owner's cruelty mm-hmm. before you 
are like, I can't countenance this person to live. Yeah. yeah. You know, like one, you know, this, like an arrogant drug Lord, you could literally walk through a museum. He's built to himself. Right. And you can be, you know, and be like, okay, this guy fucking sucks. I, I never, uh, I never felt like such a righteous actor in a, in, in, in a video game or a piece of fiction. Um, more so than when I was going through the final mission of the main game of this on that Island with all those billionaires. Oh doing yeah. Like post human stuff. Yeah. Both those ladies suck uh-huh. so bad. They're so bad. They both they gotta go. Uh, <laughs> that if you if you have that gene, whatever mm-hmm. you'd call that gamer gene of like this this guy's gotta go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, murder gene in video yeah. games. Like this game is great for it and better than the first one. <laughs> yeah. I think. Which is like the reason why I bring it up is because it intersects with the like why couldn't this game be about giving people cake? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it, discourse is like I think that that uh, you know if you think of it as a a scale. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more stuff on the scale of like, no, these had to be murders. Yeah. Yep. You know, in addition to all the ludic reasons why it's also like, yeah, but you know what? Yeah. It's, these people that keep going. You know, uh, this, yeah. I, I would not hurt a person in real life. Um, however, in a piece of fiction like this, that's, you know, it's fun yeah. to engage with. That's video games. Can't all be tender frog house. Right. Um, so we're going to cover the six main story missions and then the two DLC levels, which uh, complete the story of this, you know, arc, mm-hmm. I guess, of the, yeah. the middle act of these um and we're primarily going to be talking about uh the main mode yes um we're going to briefly talk now about those different modes i have not engaged with them a lot and that has nothing to do with the fact that they don't seem fun mm-hmm. it has more to do with the fact that I, there's just again this game has given you six oceans and then i bought a pass that gave me two extra bonus oceans <laughs> so i just i i have oceans to, to get through yeah lots of ocean here um and a lot of these modes are returning from the previous game you know so you have your mm-hmm. elusive targets you have your special assignments you have the um contracts so the kind of user defined and curated ones um like mm-hmm. all of that is still available for you there the patient zero um uh campaign is here as well yeah yeah yep the uh the, the little bonus campaign that recontextualized levels from the first game mm-hmm um in a cool way um we also get uh and same thing with a uh, sniper mode as well right um there are three sniper specific levels mm-hmm. uh that play a little bit like the ios Hitman yeah game. yeah um yeah uh there's a so a single player version of that there's a co-op version of that mm-hmm. we are a co-op sniper and you're just two other assassins yeah uh, i was looking at the thing just like who are these guys yeah <laughs> like, um, just, oh, okay. age of 46 and 48 <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, um, um and then there's a mode called ghost which is an assassination race where uh you are both set in the same level but things your level is incidenced mm-hmm. so things you do don't affect and you are given uh you know, targets, given the same target and see yeah. who can kill them uh, the fastest. And it only counts if nobody, if your body is not found for a certain amount of time. Yes. Um, which feels like a little bit of a, uh, like one of the escalation modifiers you can get is a, a time limit mm-hmm. and things like that. It feels like an organic way of getting that and competitive. Yeah. I, and I, I don't, I'm not interested in competitive play period, right. but I bet you it's fun to watch. And yeah. again, it just, this is not only going to give me an ocean to drink, in terms of game, but also like if I ever decided to like turn to YouTube, I, I started watching a guy uh, and I don't know, I don't know enough about him. Like it could be a shithead. You know, yeah. Yeah. A couple of videos, Usual so caveat. I don't recommend yeah. him. Usual. Well, I don't want even, I can't remember his name right this moment, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want to mention it because in case he's horrible, mm-hmm. but he does uh, things where he goes through and he kills everybody you can kill on a map. Oh, I saw this. Uh, um, this was mentioned on TV tropes. Yeah. Like complete kill. Like yeah. it, it became such a thing yeah. in the first, in the first one in 2016 that they like built in perks and stuff about it and like gave yeah. allusions to this YouTube it's pretty wild yeah. like it is it's really a thing to see because it's you know, a lot of people in the yeah uh, 
in these levels, you know? <laughs> um, so it's like, even just in terms of play, like just YouTube, there's tons of weird like concepts and challenges and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And that's just in the main mode, let alone all these modes. Like I'm sure that the ghost mode would be fun to fucking watch on uh, like AGQ <laughs> or something. Right. You know, or any kind of race. Yes. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned uh, several times, incredibly generously, you can get all of the um, levels uh, from the first game, you know, from 2016 in here. What's important is that um, the engine improvements that they made, so hiding in brush, hiding in crowds, etc., the mirrors, all of that is backported into those, which can change, uh, you know, particular missions. Uh, like Colorado all of a sudden gets a little bit more smooth because you can hide in the grass when you're making your initial mm -hmm. approach. You know, into a level where everybody is uh, is hostile, um, mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. So, you know, meaningful. It would be meaningful to revisit those levels in this new engine. And if they do that with three, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I I might have to retire. Yeah, uh, to to <laughs> take a, a, a take a sabbatical. Player. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna need three months on an i you know on, on an island, <laughs> uh, you know, to play this. Like the. Uh, uh, so the, the way that those uh, things affect, it not only affects uh, those new mechanical improvements, but unlocks carry across. Yeah. So, like, uh, if you go through and you start the whole story from the beginning, you will have a fundamentally different experience if you're engaging with the preparation system. So, yeah. like, getting uh, things that are rare to get in the second campaign, but easier to get in the first campaign, mm -hmm. you know, uh, special items, you can then use them. And, again, there's no way we can be entirely comprehensive about them because there are dozens of them and, you know. I don't know. They, they fall into some broad categories we can chat about, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It's just yeah. it get, well generous. <laughs> like, there's just a lot there. Uh, before before so. we move on and talk a little bit up about the development of this game, uh, because those details are kind of slight, I want to say something that is really important to me about the Hitman as a series, um, which is it can be easy to lose sight of the fact that this is incredibly funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, th this game, I think also a big difference between this one and the first one is this leans in the humor a lot more. Yes. Um, there is more uh, kind of goofitude. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the uh, missions in, I think almost all of the missions in the suburbs level are laugh out loud funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the things you do in them. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, it still has that kind of like dark double entendre based yeah, you know, kind yeah. of humor part, but there's more explicit jokes mm -hmm. uh, in this one, and I am way into that. Yeah. Um, in addition to just being funny in terms of like goofy situations and slapstick, and you know, knocking people out by throwing muffins at them and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so I just say you know, I want to highlight that in case anybody you know who is listening to this has a version of the events in their head where this is like manhunt or something like that. Sure. No, yeah. no, it's not. No, no, no. It's not. It's not hatred. You know, you are killing people, yeah. but you know, it's fun. It's a joke. <laughs> the the tone the tone is uh, pretty pitch perfect to me. Yeah. Uh, and if you you know, and that can be people's mileage will vary whether they can separate tone from action. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that kind of thing. But for me, that's that's an easy ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Another general general thing, this game is fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks good. And and a lot of it, you know, it's not the individual people, even though the individual people look good. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is choices being made in terms of that level design. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's uh it's composed shots, like areas you can get to that feel real. Mm -hmm that are just beautiful and then like the sun will hit them or the fucking uh the storm god, i was gonna DLC. i was gonna say exactly that in the maldives yeah, yeah good god yeah. like my yeah it just, <laughs> made my jaw I mean, drop like 
like what a you know like the game contains so many multitudes where like not only do i want to do all the fun shit in this uh this level mm -hmm. but also like if i was really here like sitting yeah. out on the deck and watching that storm on the ocean <laughs> it'd be the best dude yeah yeah like literally like you know i could i could spend a whole day yeah. doing that basically <laughs> you know yeah um, oh man it feels uh, good to be positive about something <laughs> <laughs> oh man like yeah yeah it, it's a this is this is special shit mm -hmm. these are special yeah uh so i couldn't find an awful lot of development detail about the game um you know just it seemed to go pretty smoothly with the exception of the fact that uh square for some reason dropped io as a developer yeah and like that put the entire series in question like it you know if io didn't hook up with warner brothers who knows if this would have actually had the backing and distribution to come out yeah yeah and the the development like there is some stuff out there mostly about the first one There's yeah. like a no clip documentary uh this one we just know that you know this shit happened with uh with square right and the, where they cut cost is uh generally in terms of like cutscenes. yeah so this is a surprisingly story heavy game and they mm -hmm. do them as kind of motion comics yeah like and in you know not in engine but not you know they're not 2d images yeah they're like 3d images that they move around motion comics mm -hmm. um and yeah these are fine mm -hmm. like this didn't bother me at all no uh you know, <laughs> well, I, I would have been upset if the mission briefings had changed. Like the mission briefings are some of the best the motion graphics videos. I've seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the the the, the, the mo great. yeah. Those are those are fantastic. Um, you know, and I'm like happy that they that they saw the limitation in their resources and said, hey, instead of spending that money like animating, you know, lip flaps and you know facial expressions, why don't we like I don't know put that into the levels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know because i'm you gonna watch the cutscenes really once cut. or twice yeah, yeah yeah if you're gonna cut something mm -hmm. that's the thing to cut yes you know so um yeah agreed uh, mm -hmm. on that and they still they they do the job so well yeah you know, somebody yeah. who like, i'm not like heavily invested mm -hmm. in the hitman story but i'm interested like i i like it i like the way it's told the voice acting you know, does uh, a good amount of work in it as well so so much work because almost everybody is great yes in, diana in especially of, yeah diana's awesome diana's awesome the constant yeah. uh is such a slimy little worm <laughs> you know I, I i love him and then obviously uh 47 which you yeah. know one of the better video game characters of all time yes uh yeah um so uh this was released all at once instead of being released episodically mm -hmm. um that was one of the uh the big changes that uh, came from this because that was a big mark of criticism you yeah. um in the first game people had a real problem with it even though i honestly think that's not a, a big deal mm -hmm. um this one was released all at once yeah and i will um, confirm that said, yeah, Square, you know, Square made them do that. Square forced them yeah. into the, uh, you know, monthly or episodic uh, distribution, and they they would have rather put it out all at once. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, it's weird. It's a weird thing because one of the things about this, um, I didn't, I haven't played any of them as episodes, but I did play the DLCs as they came out mm -hmm. uh, for the second one. Um, yeah, I was current with those, so uh, it does change how you approach the game. Yeah, um, and budgeting out Hitman, like I almost think that like you know just having one access to one of these levels for a month is actually probably the way to do it mm -hmm. you know and i think it contributed to hitman uh you know those dlcs since i had a lot of time they were the only hitman 2 content i, I had for a while mm -hmm. i went pretty deep into those and yeah. slightly deeper than i did the main levels yeah because you had to get them all at once yeah you wanted to move on and see what the next what the next you know ocean would be yeah 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 
uh, I get to that other ocean. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we're, we're going to get into it, uh, generally talking about the story, talking about these levels and most of the mission stories, mm-hmm. uh, that are in them and some other notes. We're not going to be all inclusive because it's almost impossible to be <laughs> right. with this. Um, it would require a bonfire side chat, yes. uh, format for that. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into it now yeah but if if you feel like we're missing generality stuff go back and listen to the the episode that we did on the 2016 one Mm -hmm. that is uh the um it's may 2019's premium episode yes yeah yeah about a year ago Uh, so let's jump into it. Uh, we've got the mm-hmm. opening cinematic that gets us kind of caught up, um, talking about the Shadow Client and how all of the targets uh, that we were sent after had something to do with this organization called Providence. I think like an Illuminati stand-in kind of thing. Yep. Yep. Uh, the leader of Providence contacted Diana to hire her in 47 to take out the Shadow Client in exchange for information about 47's past, uh, 47 uh, being an amnesiac. Right. Uh Neither know, however, that the Shadow Client is a childhood friend of 47 who remembers everything. That was like a big reveal at the end of the first game. Yes. Yeah. Um, And we start off with a tutorial level um, that is a little less gentle than the tutorial of the first one. Yeah. I feel like they they assume that you played the first one Mm -hmm. for this. And I think that's part of why it's so good that they just include the first one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like this is a fine tutorial, but it is not nearly as handholdy and basic as uh, the tutorials in the first game. Even if you don't have the legacy pack, um, they do include the tutorial that you're doing, the uh, the boat one uh, the, oh, on, yeah. the, on, the, on the fake yacht, um, and then the, uh, oh gosh, the fake airplane hangar. They do have that, okay. that that here as well. So this is like a like a step up as opposed to dropping you into into Paris after that. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Like a, a part three of a tutorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost. Uh, almost like, you know, to show you some of the new features like this. This area, so you're in a place called Hawks Bay. Uh, it's, you know, on the coast of New Zealand. And, like, you have one insertion point. You have this, you know, you land on a beach. And, like, you're going up, um, hiding yourself in this brush as you're going along. And, like, the mansion that you're going to has all these mirrors and things. Like, it's demoing some of the new some of the new mechanical stuff that they're adding here. Yeah. It's also uh, incredibly atmospheric and spooky. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like there's actually nobody on the map at first, mm-hmm. uh, which you don't you don't know that, but you know, so you're still hiding. But this is it's scary. It's like a beach at night, which is a scary space. Uh, <laughs> and you you break and enter into like it's something that you don't you break into things all the time in Hitman, mm-hmm. but very rarely when like a place this big when nobody's home. Yeah, like looking for information. Like this felt like a unique Hitman thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this gave me thief sim feels yeah well especially like you know uh, yeah. the entrance that i took uh where i opened the garage door oh, um, sure. you know yeah. like it just opened up on some dead bodies it was like a botch kidnapping yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh which again just really spooky mm-hmm. uh spooky stuff um you get inside uh you can find this uh voicemail from the handyman uh looking to schedule a visit to fix the ventilation in the bathroom um this is an unmarked way of doing this assassination yeah, yeah. Um, the person we're assassinating is alma reynard mm-hmm 
uh, here. Um, and we're going to do this to get the information to get it to actually locate the, the shadow client. And there are no mission stories right. in this. This also kind of gives you a tutorial on keeping your ears open and figuring out ways to improvise. Yes. Um, you know, uh, tune you into those adventure hooks the DM is going to give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like you get up, you get upstairs and you get into the computer, like the, it's encrypted. So you have to find this little USB password dongle, uh, which of course is kept in a like spy armory, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like gun closet, uh, that's uh, a yeah. hidden behind a painting. Well, there. Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> I just, yeah. I love that they're just shurikens on the wall. Well, you know, it's the douchey boyfriend. Oh yeah, of course. The, uh, the top knot. <laughs> Boyfriend included the shurikens. I love how uh, Hitman continues to have a uh, a discuss with top knots that I do. Mm-hmm. Like the culture has moved on and been like, okay, top knots are good now. Yeah. And me and Hitman are like, Mm-mm. are you a samurai, uh, <laughs> sir? Are you a samurai? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, Cut they, it out. Do, you do Cut it look out. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in, and you have the whole time here to prepare the area. Yeah. So you can uh, find and plant poison and things. You can uh, you know do anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, once you access the computer, we learn the shadow client is connected to somebody at Kronstadt Technologies. These are the people who made the auto surgeon mm-hmm. from Hokkaido in the last game. Uh, and we get a little cutscene of uh, people coming back. Alma Reynard, her cadre of bodyguards, and her douchebag <laughs> boyfriend uh, all come back. And now we're in a Hitman level, but we're kind of pre-inserted. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. Like, again, this, you know, as acting not super great as a tutorial, but allowing you to do some unique Hitman shit. Mm-hmm. What is it? This is like, um, you've already got tons of experience points and you've started in the level, yeah. in the middle of the level. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love how they slowly file in, um, kind of giving you, uh, they, they, they slowly file in and each of them kind of has their own conversation. Like, you know, the housekeeping mm-hmm. staff comes in and, uh, gives their own little details um yeah it is it is like a good listening tutorial um how did you take out alma and did you take out the boyfriend uh i so i i've done this a couple times now mm-hmm. um so there's a thing where she uh wants tea and it's randomized whether she wants sugar or honey okay um because i had played the first game in this engine um i had unlocked being able to take uh poison with me uh, okay um so I put lethal poison in one and then like diarrhea poison, you know, puke poison, <laughs> emetic poison in the other. Uh, so she either would die or go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, so she went to the bathroom, uh, killed her there. And then the second time I did it, I just waited for them to go to bed Yeah, uh, because I wanted to see if I could do it. <laughs> and you can. Uh, they go to bed. At some point she wakes up. I didn't know this. I read about this. I didn't wait this long. Mm-hmm. When they go to bed, I just shot them both. Uh, the boyfriend's a douche. She's got to go. Um, <laughs> but if you wait long enough, there's like story and stuff that gets revealed. Um, she will wake up and call her sister in the middle of the night and express like guilt. Yeah, talking about their kid about or something. She, yeah, yeah, uh, which is real wild. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't get to that. But you, you know, I could just, you can just hide in the closet. Yeah, and uh, and be patient, which is what I did the uh, the second mm-hmm. time. Yeah, um, I got up on the roof actually, so I attempted to follow the line about the uh, the ventilation, um, mm-hmm. and I didn't do the second step. So like when you go to the AC unit, you can you can dump your like I dumped in like rat poison or something. So I thought it would be funny like just if everybody. <laughs> suddenly had yeah, everybody gets a case of the pukes yep yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah like cause a, enough of a distraction <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> oh blueberry pie uh but uh you have to go to the thermostat and turn it on in order to in order to make that happen so um i didn't realize that until uh the new york level that there was a second part to that so like being on the roof i went 
over the sky, you know, to the skylight over their bed when they went to mm-hmm. bed. And I just, I put one bullet through her and then yeah. just, just as, you know, got, got down to ground level as, as easily as I could. <laughs> like it was, yeah. and like, you know, because it was silenced and because, you know, I waited for a lull in the, uh, patrol pattern of the guards on the roof like it took a little while for them to figure it out i was most of the way down the beach before an alert went yeah up. yeah i think an alert always goes up okay in this because they want to tutorialize distractions as well yes um so when you leave you know hostels are uh they found your boat mm-hmm. uh there so you need to cause a distraction and there is a very conveniently placed truck with a bunch of gas cans in the back mm-hmm. which you can shoot and blow up yeah um, and, distraction. and this is leaning on hiding in brush because, you know, if you just go as the crow flies or as the human walks, uh, and not as the hitmon, not, not as the hitmon Chan <laughs> does a hit, yeah. hitman Chan. There we go. Uh, you're, yeah. you're going to be seen, but if you solid snake, uh, you know, through the brush, you're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, you escape, you escape on your, on your, on your fan boat. Yep. Just one way out. Um, very, there's only, uh, one disguise. I think this level as well. So it is mm-hmm. like ramping you in this slowly. Yes. You can become a guard. Yes. Um, so we get a little cutscene. These cutscenes have little uh, titles. Mm-hmm. So this is called uh, Blank Check. Uh, 47 is sitting in a hotel room looking at photograph, uh, a photograph of his younger self, uh, re- kind of recalling his fragmented memories. I love angry baby 47. <laughs> and I hope in the next one we get a flashback to him doing missions as as kid. Yeah. 47. Pretty badly. <laughs> I just I love uh, that, he, that he was bald then. He was like a little Charlie Brown. <laughs> Yeah, like angry Charlie Brown, uh, which I love. Good grief! Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, good grief. Um, yeah, I'll yeah. hold this football here for you. You can trust me. Uh, Just disguising himself as Lucy, standing at the psychology stand. I God, I love the idea of assassinating Charlie Brown. Partly because I don't like that little shit. His head is so big. It's such an easy target. Yeah. Oh, man. He's like a sniper tutorial. Yeah. He's the training, he's the training wheel for snipers. <laughs> oh, stop making fun of pig pennies. Poor. He can't afford to be. Well, that's why I've canceled uh, Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's, cool. that's why I want him to get sniped. Yeah, cancel culture run amok. Uh, <laughs> woke sniper tweet. <laughs> Uh, Old sniper has a lot of legs. I know yeah. we're not recording abject suffering, so we should keep going. But like, put, let's keep woke sniper in the in the pocket because I think woke sniper is pretty funny. It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Diana calls as you are thinking back to your Charlie Brown days, CB days, mm-hmm. um, and says, "Hey, uh, the organization has given us this blank check to take out the Shadow Clients militia. Like Alma Renard and all of her goons were a part of this." You know, wide basically terrorist network that uh, th- yeah. that our buddy runs that we are just pretty yeah. quick to forgive him for actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we 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 team up pretty fast. Yes. Uh, you know, and and you know, like, ICA won't like that. You know, you're breaking the rules uh, yeah. here, and uh, you know because it's taking this job for personal gain, but she's willing to do it because uh, she knows what it's like to lose everything. Yes, you know, uh, and she wants to give forty-seven uh, his memories back. Yeah. So we start out um, with I think what will end up being it's not my favorite level in this thing, but I think we'll end up like this is what Hitman does it, is yeah. it puts it in the Sapienza slot. Mm-hmm. You know uh, the finish yeah. line in Miami, which is just like a breathtaking it, work it, of level design. It hits you over the head as hard as it can. Um, yeah. The 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 yeah, I, I like they very wisely featured this in all of the previews. 
um, yes. you know, to kind of sell the increased scope and intricacy of this. Um, and also like the, just the kind of like diversity of the environments as well. Like oh, yeah. there are so many like little like mini dungeons within this. Yeah, there's a hotel I didn't know. Ex I still I've never been at. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know existed. I just read about it before we started recording. Yeah, it's I'm just like, across oh, the skyway. <laughs> yeah, I can go. I can go to the town uh -huh. section. This fuck, man. I like. I, yeah, I, I've never seen it. <laughs> right. Um. So so what's happening is there's something called the uh, glo annual global innovation race, uh, <laughs> which you know, um, the uh, everybody's got their pitch crews. Mm -hmm. uh, there. <laughs> um, the uh, and the the target. There's two targets. Uh, a man named Robert Knox. Uh, who is this high-ranking engineer at Kronstadt, kind of the leader of that, and his daughter, Sierra Knox, who is a financial wizard and also one of these F1 racing drivers. Yes. Um, Kronstadt makes uh, military technology on the sly, which has been used in war crimes. Mm -hmm. He's a shithead again. All these people are bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, the, yeah, the militia and Kronstadt are working together. Yeah. Uh, just kind of working together, even though they don't like each other, it's, you know, for mutual protection, right? So we need to kill Robert uh, and kill uh, kill Sierra. Uh, Sierra is going to be tricky because she is racing at the time that you get here, or, like, she will yeah. start racing pretty quickly. Um, uh, and a little bit more background here is, like, one of the angles that you can take uh, is that, like, there is a, you know, inter-firm rivalry between Kronstadt uh, and a similar Chinese firm called Kowoon. Uh, so you can yeah. you can work that uh, to your to, to your angle and like when you start this level for the first time you're just like dropped off right outside the gates of this extremely crowded event space. Yeah, yeah. There's something. What is the other thing too? Uh, Robert Knox and Sierra have left the organization. Oh, uh, okay. Too. Yeah, we find that out as well. I think here. Okay. So they've left the the organization uh, and they it's like oh they don't think there's you know. There's conjecture as to why they did it. Mm. I think that's part of the uh, cutscene at the beginning of this as well. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, but so we we go into this. Um, just taking a second, and this isn't part of one of the stories, but mm -hmm. I, I can't help but camp out on these things. Um, what a novel location! Yeah, like a lot of games take place at race racetracks, mm -hmm. but very few of them take games. place. Yeah, they're called racing games, and you don't get out of a car. Right. Like, very few of them take place in, like, the stands and stuff. And this mm -hmm. was interesting even just from, like, uh, you know, apparently this has a, a pretty close analog with a real racetrack mm -hmm. in uh, Florida. And, like, I've never been yeah. to, to this kind of thing. Uh, and it was kind of fun, mm -hmm. even just on that level, to be like, oh, this is what this environment is like. Yeah. There, there's, like, a, an Oculus tourism element to this <laughs> of, like, just checking out being in the audience of one of these like sports that I under no circumstances understand, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> like it's, I've, I've never it's a race, but it's also how far you can go in a certain time. Uh -huh. And there are rule you it's until like the person gets disqualified the most times right. or something. I don't really understand. Racing. <laughs> Neither do I know there's a, there's a raceway here in, uh, in Mansfield. Uh, one of the one of the reasons that the the the, the, you know, the town has the nickname the Speed City. It's kind of one of the main things about the town. Um, <laughs> and, cool. Also, cool, we're Speed City. Uh, no, but uh, but you know, it was it was not as extravagant as this, but it was similar. I never attended a race there, but I often worked uh, concessions um, okay. with uh, with like family members and and things like that so like being back still like being backstage at this felt pretty familiar actually as, as a concessions worker if this were hitman someone would have killed you and dressed up as you oh yeah you know <laughs> sprinkled rat poison yeah. on it destroy destroy you're, you're, the good name of the like stand you're like florida man <laughs> yeah you're Which... like florida man with coconut balls <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So it is a novel. It's a very novel uh, uh, idea for a you know for, yep. for for a setting and a great way to you know if you're going to make this a game that is kind of about crowds to a certain degree. Yeah. Like yeah, a big outdoor event like this is a way to go. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so kind of going through the, uh, the stories here. Um, so, uh, at one point you, uh, there's a story called a perfect machine. You overhear mm-hmm. a Kronstadt pit crew, uh, employee quitting really loudly over the phone. Yeah. So we know that the, the pit crew is down a mechanic, mm-hmm. uh, which allows you to slip in. Yes. Um, but you know, just like in the first game, be, you know, just because you are disguised as, you know, you know, one type of employee in these spaces, like there are people who are like foremen who would know their entire crew that, you know, they'll be suspicious of you. So like, you know, to get in here and actually tamper with a car, you need a, um, uh, <laughs> God, you need a, uh, pneumatic wrench kind of thing. Yeah. And mm, the, the mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, for, the, for, the foreman is guarding that. Uh, so like yeah. you have to throw a coin to like get him to walk to the other to the other uh, side of a room uh, to get in there. Yeah. Um, I felt really bad for the way that I killed the mechanic. Nobody ought to be uh, drowned in a porta potty. Nobody should have to use a porta potty. Right. Like uh, like drowned. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't exist. Yeah. Like I should never have seen one. <laughs> um, you know, and that's how you get into this uh, this pit area. Right. Um, you know, and uh, once you get there, you get to hang out there. The pit boss uh, here is a real hard ass and yells at you like, you know, everyone take your you take your positions. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you go and you can loosen her tire and she mm-hmm. peels out. And then immediately uh, and this this ends up making sense. They talk about how uh, because the, the company is so nervous uh-huh. about winning this race that they've taken out the roll cage yeah. from her car to get additional speed. Which, so, like, I, I was I was reading about this. Maybe this is on TV trips or something like that. That actually doesn't make any sense because Le Mans cars, which this is modeled after, uh, they don't have roll cages. The entire thing is supposed to be uh, driver protection, but fiction, fiction, not, fiction. not this one, not the point, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's, it's, no, it's, but yeah. it's hilarious how she immediately just boom. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, crossover and. Uh, it's one of the things that happens in this game where like nobody like calls her dad. Yeah, you have, you have all the time in the world now to kill her dad. Yeah, uh, everyone just kind of is like, "What happened?" And oh, the fiction just, like, they had a falling out, out. They had a falling out. It's fine. Oh, I guess that. Yeah, that, that's yeah. true. Um, he does go and watch her race though. Oh, because uh, one of the ways you can kill uh, them uh, is to push him onto the track onto her car. Oh God! And kill them both. Oh, uh, you, ca- <laughs> you cause her to crash by crashing into her dad falling to the sky. <laughs> Just like amazing. That's, I feel like that's symbolic, but I don't know exactly how. Of what? Yeah, it's a Greek myth <laughs> of some kind. Um, yeah. So I have done uh, done all of these okay. uh, in my, my replays. So uh, another one, um, you, if you're going through the parking garage, there's a guy dressed up as the flamingo mascot um, who is blackmailing her. So if you steal his outfit, um, you can then get a private meeting with her. Uh-huh. Where you kick her into like, I don't know what it is. It's like an open sewer. <laughs> Uh, Some, yeah something I don't, i've got i've um, got no idea I, I i ran into this guy it's it's real hard not to notice him because he's having a loud conversation with somebody and he asked you to like go get his car keys that he dropped and i was like yeah. no I'm, I'm pretty committed to being a pit a pit crew guy right now yeah. so that's so that's fine but i i went and got his keys and then just walked away with them yeah, <laughs> he's like, hey, man, why are you taking my yeah. keys <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a pretty, a pretty fun mission. And when you get to, uh, when you're in the flamingo costume, mm-hmm. the blend in action, when you go out to the crowd is to like 
do these little dance, like do the Roger Rabbit and stuff. Yeah. And do all these little dances. And you can still see 47's face and it's just like still dead eyes <laughs> as he's like doing the Roger Rabbit as the the mascot is extremely funny. It, it, one of the just the best things about the humor of this is that whatever 47 uh, sets out to do uh, as mm-hmm. a distraction is like he is he is extremely at competent at it yeah it's like the drum machine uh thing where he plays the drums yeah. before and he's just like you're like a machine uh-huh. just like absolutely like you know precise um there's a second one or third one rather where uh you pose as a doctor like after mm-hmm. she gets done with the race um she does a revitalization treatment yeah like she has like a blood boy so you, yeah. yeah like so you uh yeah like uh you uh you had to pose as the doctor and give her poison Mm-hmm. Uh, instead this is real cute um you say like uh she's like what's in this anyway and you're just like oh standard botanicals hemlock nightshade <laughs> uh and, and, she, and she's like uh aren't those things poisonous and and it's <clears throat> like they can be <laughs> or, or something like that it's really good uh, but like that your... one is interesting because you have to end the race because yep. otherwise the race won't end so i mean i think it might eventually but you can make this go faster by uh taking the disguise of a race official mm-hmm. and making her lose because if Ooh. she wins she doesn't go do this stuff she goes and parties okay uh, and you can kill her there like she's in the after party and you can actually do a uh, a drinking contest with her <laughs> um which isn't a story contest but you just poison the last drink there's like six oh. drinks laid out and you just drink with her mm-hmm. um but you want her to lose for this one <clears throat> Uh, so she goes and kind of shakes it off and then you can inject her. Yeah. And the one where she wins, like she goes to the, to the, uh, winner's podium for like the, uh, mm-hmm. for the victory ceremony and you can either poison what she drinks out of the champion cup or I read, um, <laughs> she, she will spill champagne and you can actually like use, uh, like either a power line that's nearby or even like a car battery to electrocute her using the, uh, use, using the, yep. uh, the, the puddle of champagne. Kill. Yep. <laughs> Um, you can also, uh, there's pyrotechnics on the stage, which you can, uh, overcharge. Gotcha. Like you could talk to somebody and they say like, oh, the gas, the settings are incredibly precise mm-hmm. and you have to go mess with those. That's really fiddly. Um, so I said, I did all these. I didn't actually succeed in that one because, yeah. uh, I thought I had loosened the gas, uh, uh and I didn't, uh, didn't go and change the pressure or something. I mm-hmm. had to fiddle with another knob. Something that is kind of like universally true across all of these and, um, ended up being kind of a, a point of frustration is how important, and how rare wrenches and screwdrivers are. Yeah. I, I generally start each map with a tool sweep. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, like just kind of like go through, you know, if I, I'm like, I'm going to go into every area that will have wrenches, screwdrivers, crowbars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a, a medic poison, like get all the tools. Yeah. That, that, that's eventually what, what I ended up doing. Lots of, uh, lots of supply closets. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then her, uh, her father, um, has pretty fun kills. Uh, it's not quite, you're not in the, uh, the race zone, mm-hmm. you know, you're instead inside this kind of like tech, you it's, know, it's like a, it's like an ex- exhibition space. <laughs> it's a tech cigar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, which is fun. Uh, but there's, there's a little bit less to it. Yeah. It's a, you know, it is not as, uh, it is not as densely, densely packed. Um, Mm-hmm. So what you know what what I did for this I followed the uh, the lead for the new army uh I just kind of got this one by disguising myself as an engineer and walking around and I saw like I saw these android arms laying around just as like mm-hmm. errant melee weapons that you could grab <laughs> um I yep. okay so there are robots about uh it turns out that Kronstadt is <laughs> is making kill droids is basically He's- making hitmen 
yeah, making kill T one hundred T one thousands. Right. Whatever. <laughs> and so like you go in there and you hear the you hear the uh, scientists talking about uh how there's a uh, um a def- you know department of defense guy who's coming for a demonstration like hey are we actually gonna, actually going to you know use this so like you have to go and take out that military brass um which I fed him into a wood chipper I didn't turn it on but it was I I figured that was a no, little I- bit of a <laughs> They want you to do that. The wood chipper is the closest thing yeah. to that. I put him yeah. in there and I was like, do I want to? It's like, nah. Yeah, do I want to gremlins this guy? Not today. So, yeah, somebody will turn it on. Don't yes. Worry. Yeah. It's a threatening gesture wood, at the very wood least. Chipper. <laughs> <laughs> the guy deserved what he got because I'm sick of his privilege. Yeah. The woke wood chipper took him out. The warnings. <laughs> Oh, we're referring to a woke gator i'm yeah. not meaning but a woke culture in general yeah. uh, if you're not familiar with this google woke gator tweet mm-hmm. and prepare to melt yeah um so uh, you take his uniform uh, you go inside and start the de- demonstration and you see that part of the uh, demonstration is that they use facial recognition technology mm-hmm. um so you have to get a picture of robert knox fortunately he's uh, a narcissist can... <laughs> yep and he's been on magazines right. and stuff. Um, what's really fascinating is you can do this with lots of different uh, pictures. Uh-huh. So the, the game put a lot of pictures in the level uh, as kind of red herrings, Easter eggs. So mm-hmm. if you take a picture of somebody else and then drag them to this area, mm-hmm. uh, they will also get shot. <laughs> uh, and there's an Easter egg if you take the uh, a picture of the mascot you can find mm-hmm. um, and do this. It turns all of the non-crowd NPCs into the mascot. That's very funny. Uh, so all the security, all the racers, everybody's a mascot. That's incredibly goofy. Uh, which is uh, real cute. Yeah. Um, I love the I love Robert Knox's line when he gets shot. He's like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is looking at him. Like, it's really good. Yeah. And it's marked as an accident kill. It's like, oh, your, te- your tech malfunction, buddy. Yep. <laughs> you shouldn't have yep. been so uh, hubristic. Yep. Standing right by something that's going to be shot. Come on. Um, I've done one of the other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's inventing a new engine where you can add this like super additive to it Mm -hmm. and then uh, sabotage it. And then he has you as a tech, you know, (laughs) while he goes and checks the engine, he's like, rev the engine. And then you can add the additive and rev the engine uh, and blast him into the wall. He he, uh, he invented a rocket car and he stood right in front of the jets and told you to rev the engine. Like, hey, dude. Yep. Yeah, not not doesn't seem so smart to me. Yeah. Uh, the third one I couldn't uh, manage to get. I tried to do this one, but there's a food cart. He only leaves the compound to go to his favorite food truck. It's mm-hmm. called Florida Man's Coconut Balls, mm. and the uh, I couldn't find Florida Man mm. uh, to take his uh, take his disguise. So yeah, yeah. so <laughs> and also a hotel is there, but I didn't even know it existed until this morning. So yeah, I think the hotel is like they they probably just like designed that and said I don't know contracts will use that maybe. I think that they, uh, I think one of the uh, two Noxes goes there eventually. Gotcha. Um, I think it's kind of like a, like where, uh, I think it might be where Sierra ends up after partying. Gotcha. If she wins. Yeah. Um, but it's just there to make it like not unlosable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. At the very least, you can, you know, gross point blanker. Or make it yeah. un- unwinnable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we get a, a cinematic here now that we've killed those two uh, mm-hmm. called Dead Ends. Right. Um, the ICA is, or is, is this the ICA? Mm-hmm. Who, ha- who has the inverted pyramid hanging suspended between mountain peaks? So this is this is uh, Providence. These are people gotcha. who are involved with the constant. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the, I mean, don't, yeah, don't, I, that's the last of the useful information I'll have. Cause I, I also find this plot kind of confusing mm-hmm. and mostly just like evocative voice acting and cool concepts. And then the yeah. actual specifics of it kind of lose me a little bit. Right. Um, but they're here and, uh, well, they're not there. Like they have built this improbable HQ to house this conference room that they all hologram into. Um, mm-hmm. and they're talking about, um, the death of Knox. They're like really upset. That's, you know, that it seems that, uh, somebody's, you know, coming after them or at very, at the, you know, has Providence's number. Um, and they have details finally about the shadow client. They know his name is Lucas gray. Um, I haven't yeah. marked down here that Diana is here, but it is probably another British lady. Oh yeah. That's not Diana. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of old lady and the, we're talking to the constant here. Uh, at this point, yeah, um, you know, we're we're gonna find out more about this person when we go to these other uh, meetings mm-hmm. here. But I think this is our first uh, exposure in this game to the constant. Um, so we cut to Lucas; he's in the jungle uh, talking to somebody named Olivia, his handler. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she thinks forty-seven is too far gone; he's one of the enemy. And Gray's like, "No, he'll see the light if we can make him remember who he is." Um, and this takes us into Colombia for three-headed serpent. Yes. Um, so, uh, we have to figure out, uh, how Gray's militia operates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we find out that they generally use this distribution network of the Delgado cartel, fucking Rio Gener- Genesis, uh, <laughs> the Delgados, man. Yeah. Um, the, uh, these also, the Delgado cartel is from Hitman history. Yep. Uh, there are other missions having to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have three targets to take out, uh, Rigo Delgado, who is the main Delgado, mm-hmm. his propagandist, uh, Andrea Martinez and his chemist, uh, Jorge Franco. Yes. Um, and this level is, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a swerve. Uh, it is kind of like Sapienza a little bit, uh, because you have this village that is around, uh, the compound, uh, that, uh, Delgado has set up. Um, and then the compound itself, in addition to the like labs that are in the mine tunnels beneath it. And a jungle. Yes. Uh, that shows up um, a little bit for the drug side of this and then um, also shows up in like special missions. Yeah. Uh, you can do it. It's kind of like three levels. Mm-hmm. Like this feels like three little zones kind of connected. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So let's talk about Rico. Let's do it. Uh, this one I found, you know, so, so I did the mission heart of stone, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and like when you land, you know, you, you're, you're dropped off at a bus stop. Everybody is talking about this upcoming statue unveiling, you know, a statue of Rico is going to be, uh, there's going to be a big ceremony. They're going to, um, uncover it, uh, because Rico sees himself as, you know, not the cartel leader who is violently suppressing this village, but as, you know, the uh, the liberator who is uplifting them. Yeah. Yeah. The saint. Yes. Of Santa Fortuna. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the, the ceremony, uh, we, we go uh, check out the statue and the base looks insecure and people are like, that looks pretty insecure. <laughs> uh, you can go loosen that up. Right. You know? uh, and then you yeah, have the ceremony has to start, but it won't start until uh, all the band members mm-hmm. uh, are found to play and they're, uh, they're passed out. Yeah. They, uh, they party around. too hard. Yeah. So you flip coins near them or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, except for the drummer uh, who is dead. Right. So you have to dress up as him and be the drummer. Um, it's like a little bongo. So yeah. you just kind of show up and just bongo it up. Like, <laughs> yep. You know, I, like, faced. I like that he plays well enough that none, like like none of his band bandmates notice. 
Like, yeah, like, they don't oh, even know that he's not yeah. the same dude. Like, hey, you don't know the song at all, man. <laughs> like, no, yeah. he knows the song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so Andrea, you know, being the face of the operation, she gets up and she gives this uh, gives this speech. You know, talk about like oh, the, the statue is a gift. The cartel protects you from the corruption of the big city. Um, and then, you know, Delgado being the egomaniac he is, he needed to unveil his own statue. He says, you know, drum roll, please. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't realize this was a cue. I didn't see the button press. So he just got angry at me. <laughs> there was no drum oh. roll. <laughs> But you press the it's drum. A, yeah, bongo roll. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, 47 does a really good bongo roll. And as he pulls off the, the curtain, Delgado is crushed beneath the statue that just falls apart when it lands him, lands on him. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like all statues of uh, monsters. Yeah. They have cheap materials. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so this one uh, I did the second time mm -hmm. um, I did this. The uh, first time I did this was uh, Deadly Art. Which uh, there's a famous tattoo artist um, who has like a reality show hmm. who's in town. Um, you have to uh, go and disguise yourself as that guy, which involves uh, interfacing with the city, the villain mm -hmm. section of it. Um, he's yeah. at the bar and you uh, take over the bartender to kind of give him advice and make him stop, you know, get over his nerves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to encourage him to go. And then you uh, can take him out and then you uh, just get to go up into the uh, tattoo area and jam a tattoo gun uh, <laughs> into his neck. Um, which I, I like that area. I like the compound a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, it has the museum uh, to him and then his pet hippo, which is not a story mission, mm -hmm. but he has this horrible, uh, hippo who <laughs> won't eat vegetables, who only eat meat. Yeah. Well, he only eats and, meat because like a handler fell in there. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, he gets fed, uh, Delgado feeds him yeah. feeds things to the, the oh, hippo. Yeah. so he thinks he's, he's sick. So he calls in somebody, a character called the hippo whisperer <laughs> and you can take the, uh, the disguise of the hippo whisperer and throw Delgado into his own hippo pit, which is incredibly gruesome because oh. hippos are scary as hell. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason why they made them into ogres in Dark Souls too. Like they're basically water ogres. Yeah, that 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 spray shit at people by fanning their tails around in a circle like yeah, a helicopter. Like monsters. Yeah, yeah. monsters. Uh, absolute monsters. Uh, yeah. So both of those are pretty fun. Um, and then I didn't do submerged, uh, which is he's got a uh, a special yellow submarine mm -hmm. that he's created uh, to to carry drugs, and you get to be an engineer and uh, suck them into the engines <laughs> of that. Yeah, that involves getting down into the, into the compounds uh, below mm -hmm. the uh, the villa. I didn't. Uh, I like. I only got down there um, as uh, part of the mission to take out Jorge Franco. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that museum is a trip because <laughs> there's like, yeah, yeah. there's buttons you can press that'll bring up like, uh, like voice acting or, you know, like, like little, yeah. you know, like this is from when I, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, he narrates like, in his own museum. Yeah. <laughs> what a dick. Um, also not great is, uh, Andrea Martinez. Nope. Uh, the she is bad. The mission that I did for her, uh, was undying love. She's not up in the compound. She kind of has her own little, uh, her own little um, house and office down in the village uh, proper uh, by the, uh, by the river. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I haven't done this one at all. Uh, this, this uh, mission that you did, I did the, uh, the shaman. <laughs> it's uh, um, it's interesting. So, so what happens is uh, she and Rico's brother, Hector used to be an item um, and he is constantly trying to contact her um and uh, uh and like you know leave her notes one of the guards at the villa um you know intercepted this note and was like showing it around uh you have to get in and get the letter you know the love the love letter uh from 
uh, from him and then take it. Nobody wants to be the person to deliver it because anybody who brings, uh, you know, anything from Hector gets killed. So you have to, mm-hmm. uh, so, so you have to bring it yourself. Mm-hmm. One funny thing about the, uh, about the villa is that, uh, they've got an arcade machine of freedom fighters, like a really bad IO interactive game from mm-hmm. like the early two thousands, which is very fun. Um, it's just, uh, just a real deep pull. Um, <clears throat> but you get in and, you know, it's really fraught, like, you know, finding an opportunity to leave the, you know, the letter on her desk. But when she, you know, finally sees it, she goes out to the balcony alone to read it. Um, and you know, bad people in this game have a very bad habit of stepping up to balconies and leaning against oh. them to soliloquize. Tons of <laughs> tons of ledge play. Yeah, yeah. Going on ledging. <laughs> but you know, she's right before like the a, little death. But, but but she's but she's talking to herself like, oh, should I give him a chance? You know, maybe maybe he means it sometime. You know, maybe he means it this time. And I'm like, push. Um, and it yeah. would, it would, it would be bad enough if she just landed in the water and died, but, uh, there are piranha in the river, uh, and they yeah. go into a frenzy and eat her up. Yeah. That local yeah. flavor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the one I did is called hollowed ground, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty fun. Um, there is, so she's running this construction concern, but because they have found human bones on there, none of the workers will, uh, continue to work because they until it's blessed by by a shaman yes um so uh this is part of her being horrible like she's just like get the shaman in there so the work can start again yeah um you know she doesn't uh but you had to become the shaman so you go uh there's a bunch of tourists who are just there like stoned out of their mind um it's really fun like listening in on the shaman because uh there's like one of the tourists is like dude she's absolutely stoned on another plane and he's and the shaman's like she's on another plane she's seeing enlightenment and he's like no she's fucking seeing things because she you just gave her all these drugs like she's, and he, the, the guy's not aggressive at all he's just yeah. like dude like she's just really tripping you know uh so this is it's a little clumsy to get the shaman outfit um mm. the only way that i could find to do it was to do like a, a trail of coins mm. basically like coin him out to the uh the you know behind the the shed yeah but uh you dress up as the shaman you go to the construction site and you do a little uh blessing uh, there and uh you know and she goes okay you've had your whatever back to work now mm-hmm. you know and uh she takes the opportunity to do a tour and you can uh she stands in front of a big uh the big pit where they found the bones mm-hmm. and you can turn on a cement machine that drowns her in cement oh gruesome uh, into there <laughs> yep <laughs> yep uh, makes her part of the foundation it's like the end of the super mario movie yeah <laughs> yeah yep. uh yeah so that that is uh that's very fun mm-hmm um, and then, uh, the le- my least favorite of these three, uh, just cause I think it's the least like interesting area to go to. Yeah. The mine, um, the, is, the, the drug yeah, factory. <laughs> yeah. Is uh Jorge Franco. Right. I uh, hear. And I did the same one that you did the, the same one. I have not done the second one. Yeah. Like the, right. like the, the, the opening of it's pretty fun. So, you know, as you're going around in the town, there's like a little, uh, you know, you know, like a, like a bed and breakfast or a hotel kind of thing, like a one room boarding house kind of deal. There's this, uh, there's this hippie burnout here. Uh, who's actually, um, oh, he's from, uh, he's from the Sapienza level actually. Yeah. Like he's, he's a return, uh, which is very funny. Like all of these continuity, continuity nods are too subtle for me to see in the, uh, in the, you know, in the moment, but he's here. Uh, but he's talking to his buddy about how like, oh, I was supposed to deliver this cocaine souvenir, uh, to Franco, but I broke it. And so he's like asking everybody if they have any clue, cause he's supposed to take it and deliver it to a, to, to, you know, to a cave entrance, uh, nearby. 
um, and yeah. cocaine souvenir. Like, uh, you know, what, what is that? That sounds like a, I don't know, like a, like, like an Eagles B side. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like a euphemism for an STD. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, oh, like Eric Clapton caught a couple of cocaine souvenirs <laughs> during his time with cream. Yeah. Um, but no, like it is like the, Franco has, you know, to aid in smuggling, like started shaping cocaine into like toys and then covering it with a special lacquer to make it undetectable. Um, and yes. Franco has, uh, you know, has, has busted it. So you have to a poison it. So I used rat poison. Um, and then mm -hmm. also like, there's only one bottle of glue in the entire village and the mechanic yep. has it. <laughs> What is this fallout for? Like, how is this so valuable? Uh, and the reason why you had to poison it is because uh, Franco is famous for his like uh, taste. Yeah. Like, yeah. He can just taste the, you know, he's got a famous like just tongue for drugs mm -hmm. in terms of tasting whether cocaine is good or not. Yeah. yeah. No, he, um, he gets up in that schneef. Um, and so, uh, you know, you got to poison it. I, I think that, you know, so I had like rat poison was the most readily available thing. Uh, but I assume you could do lethal poison or even like uh, mm -hmm. sedative poison. Sedative poison's a little bit of a bummer in this. Like it's it's never as useful as I think it's going to be because it just causes people to collapse um, with yeah. everybody around them and they freak out. It's never going to be good for your targets. Yes, like it, it can be good for getting a disguise. Yeah, you know, like if if somebody's going to be, or if you are, so you're getting a disguise. You're trying not to kill anybody lethally. Mm -hmm. You know, kill anybody who's not the target. Yeah. Um. You know, you put a sedative poison in their drink in their yeah. office, so you can yeah. take their thing. Mm -hmm. But it's not it's not good for the uh, the actual no. target the, at all. The emetic poison gets them to run to a place that is generally not overlooked, uh, which yeah. is what happens here. Yeah. Um, and lethal will just kill them, and it counts as an accident, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If it's in their drink, so you can just get the hell out of there. And if not, you have a bunch of time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, uh, you know, you see, as the hippie, you go and you uh, go into the smuggler tunnel, you get frisked. <laughs> the, di the dialogue as you're brought in is really funny. Yeah, Because yeah. they're like, oh, it's I didn't good. think you peace and love ties to be in with, like, a brutal cartel like this. Like, ah, oh, that yeah. never really worked for me. Yeah, like, peace and love has never been my thing. <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I does what I needs to to get what I needs <laughs> or, or yeah. something. Yeah. It's like... Um, yeah. so, uh, you basically just have to get through this, like, and it's, it's really cool how detailed it is, uh -huh. like the scary drug forest. Um, but you, you, you eventually give him the, the statue, he breaks it open, mm -hmm. um, and then taste it and, uh, you know, either dies or goes to go puke, mm -hmm. um, and knock him off. Um, the other way to do this is to shove him into a cocaine processing machine, <laughs> which I have not, uh, not done. No, so I don't know very no. much about that one. Um, and it seems know. like it'd be really hard to get in here without somebody bringing you in there. I mean, I'm, I'm positive there's another entrance, like maybe in the villa, uh, but like uh, all well, of there, the there's a set of tunnels. Are, yeah. Yeah. So you can go from the compound mm. uh, there and you can, there's a guard, a dead guard who washed up on the shore of the river. Oh, so there's a way to get a guard uh, costume pretty quick. Okay. Uh, which is just like neat little detail, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But, uh, um, but I escaped on yeah. a seaplane, which is awesome. Yeah, that's real fun. Um, yeah. Uh, so we get another cutscene here. This one is called Untouchable. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we're in Surrey, England. Uh, Diana is recording a debriefing um, on this Columbia mission. And uh, she looks over uh, towards her brother's gravestone and flat, we have flashback uh, to her parents, uh, apparently talking about how this company uh, was responsible for for eighty deaths and how they're not going to, uh, you know, face consequences. And the mother, I think, says, "Well, no one's untouchable." Yeah. Uh, and you know, small Diana 
uh, overhears this, mm-hmm. the dad gets in the car and explodes. Yes. Uh, so this is a car bomb that killed them both. Mm-hmm. You know, cutting to the present, and there are three gravestones there, marked 1989. Um, mm-hmm. So Diana lost everything in the same year, um, in the same, you know, traumatic, basically same traumatic incident. Punisher um, origin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we cut uh, to a different place. Gray has, uh, you know, the, the, the shadow client, we're just going to call him Gray or subject six from now on. Um, he has strapped a time bomb to the scientist bound to a chair and he leaves the skyscraper by helicopter, you know? Yep. Uh, just, just checking it. Like he's still about. Yes. Um, this sets up our next mission, chasing a ghost in Mumbai. Uh, the militia has released a hostage tape revealing their existence to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out there's this pirate terrorist named the Maelstrom, uh, and his team has reactivated as Gray's eastern cell in Mumbai. Yes. Um, so the trick is we have uh, three targets that are mm-hmm. related. Um, Vanya Shah, this bandit queen there who is uh, a sweatshop owner and a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, producer, uh, Dawood Ragan. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is also a monster and yeah. is trying to force actresses to kiss him and stuff. Right. And then uh, somebody we don't know who it is, uh, right. the Maelstrom. We just know the code name. We know they're there. We know the gang that he used to work with, but we don't know what he looks like. Right. Uh, uh, we Could yeah. be anybody. He does end up being a person with very distinctive facial scars, but he could be anybody. So part of the mission yeah, is yeah. like getting a visual idea on him so you make sure that you're killing the right person. Yeah. They ran, every time you do this mission, they randomize the clothes. Mm-hmm. That he's in. So, and they randomize who he is. Yeah. As far as who's in there. So, that's the, the tricky part of this. And mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't love that part of this mission. The other two no. uh, kills are great and the environment's great. Yes. The environment's very good. Um, yeah. I mean, and like the environment is complicated by the fact that the Maelstrom's old gang, the Crows, uh, they're on the lookout for potential assassins. They like know that, okay, we're reactivated. The Maelstrom is a high value target. You know, we need to offer protection. So, like, they can clock you. Um, at a distance, mm-hmm. no matter what you're disguised as. Yeah, which is why you have to use the cr- the crowds mm-hmm. uh, in this area, which is just absolutely, you know, panic attack inducing dense. Yeah, you know, it's uh, weird playing and, this in COVID times. I gotta say, like, not to make yeah, everything yeah. about that, but like, wow. <laughs> yeah, oh. well, it's a uh, forty-seven gets a little six-foot ring around him when he's in brush. Yeah, or in a crowd, uh-huh. he gets like the social distancing marker. Nice. Yeah. around him it's just like oh like stay out of there you know and people are constantly saying like stay out of my personal space yeah with him and we know it's because of his his fucking horrendous rotten breath well of course yeah but yeah. um <laughs> so uh i did not do so this is uh as you can see like as we get through like the the number of these that i did kind of yeah. drops off like in the earlier ones i've done all of them multiple times mm-hmm. or uh, multiple stories and these ones i've not done all of them yeah uh so i've not done this uh first one i've only done the second two uh, Dawood. That's good. I like that we've I like yeah. that we've got uh, uh, kind of overlapping coverage on here. Uh, yeah. Picture perfect. Like it's a little bit inelegant the way that it ends up happening. Like you get mm-hmm. yourself into a situation that's very hard to get out of. Um, <laughs> but uh, when you're walking down the street, there's this uh, production assistant who like hails you down because you know you're, you're English. They're like, "Hey, have you seen this famous this famous Broadway actor around, Gregory Arthur?" Um, he is due for a photo shoot with, uh, with, with what they would, uh, but he's not, uh, he's not showed up. Um, you're like, okay, no. Okay. That's going to be my target. That's how I need to, uh, uh, disguise as, um, and Diana, she does a little bit of social media, um, <laughs> sleuthing for you. It says, oh yeah. Uh, he just uploaded a selfie from the Mumbai food district. 
uh, but he is not having a good time. He's basically going back and forth between a food cart and the open sewer uh, to like sample things and then vomit. Uh, while he is dressed up like a Michael Stipe jackass. He's in like a denim hoodie, a denim hoodie with like an angel wing shoulder dress and purple gloves. Those little, <laughs> those little angel wings are on everybody in the movie set. Yeah. Uh, it's real wild. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you gotta so wait. I didn't, I didn't do this one. He's, he's puking because is it like for anorexia or like bulimia reasons? Uh, like I is don't... he puking to like, since yeah. he's a, a model, is that the idea? I've got, I've got no idea. Like he goes over to like a, to like a food car and is like, oh God, garlic, not garlic. And then he walks back over to the, to the ditch, oh. you know, to, 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 to throw up. So I don't know. I, I, it's pretty, not great. Like you can probably read it like a bad thing. Like, oh, it's strange food. Like, you know, uh, just uh, my, I, my constitution can't handle it. Or if it's, you know, a eating disorder kind of thing. No idea. Yeah. Um, but I push him into the sewer and he, I think he died. If he didn't, if he didn't die, yeah, if he didn't die, then he probably wish he was dead, but, but you know, I got the, uh, I got the, the, the disguise that way. Um, and that gets you up to, uh, to the shoot where you get, uh, you know, like you're there to take some cast photos, uh, and Daywood, who's apparently like this, uh, composite of a bunch of, um, Bollywood directors, including like a composite of all of their, you know, of some of their sleazy, uh, you know, bad harassing behavior, you know, he's pompous and he's, you know, basically openly threatening to blackmail actresses, uh, and things <laughs> like that. Um, and he wants to speak to Gregory Arthur alone, you know, and the photo shoot is taking place on this, um, unfinished building. So like you follow him and all of his bodyguards up to the fifth floor and you're just kind of left alone in an area that is like ridiculously full of murder implements. Like there are shotguns laying around, there are hammers, mm -hmm. there's all this stuff. And like he's dressing you down, like he's doing all these, like, you know, if you play ball with me, I can make you a star. You know, this is the biggest, et cetera, et cetera. You know, don't cross me, all that. And like you know, he follows you around as you, you know, like because he just, you know, he, he demands to be respected. And you can like walk him over to the ledge and he'll like go over to it and like gesture at the city while he's doing it. Um, and if you know, you're out of view of the bodyguards, so you just give him a shove. But the problem is you can't leave without him. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> where did our boss go? So like I had to knock out the first two and then take a new disguise as one of the bodyguards to get out. And just get the hell out as quick as you can. Yeah. yeah. All, all the things with uh, Dawood are just, are basically him being a huge prick. Yes. Um, the, uh, so the, the two of them that I did, uh, one of them <clears throat> is uh, he's shooting this movie. Uh, the main actress in it, this uh, starlet, uh, he's playing the male lead and he wrote in a kiss mm. uh, for it. That apparently doesn't make sense <laughs> uh, to the character. So the actress was super mad and threw the script away. So they can't shoot. Uh, you have to go find the script. Like she threw it down an elevator shaft. And uh, once you find that, um, the uh, scene can can continue. But they're doing it in front of a uh, industrial fan that's usually used for clearing out mines <laughs> of uh, <laughs> things. So you just have to you pose as a tech with a screwdriver and you just pump up the the, the fan to blow them off the building, <laughs> which is real good. Oh, please, David uh, Reagan, big fan, big fan. Yeah, yeah, big fan. <laughs> uh, it's real funny how nobody does anything. Because yeah. I, you know, I waited for the actress to leave. 
the scene because I didn't want her to, to die. Uh-huh. Not for not because I was trying to necessarily like lots of people I took their disguises and they, they died. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, she doesn't, you know, she's getting sexually harassed here. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but everyone, you know, she's just like, wait, the fan is too too strong. And he, he talks about it for a little while and nobody like steps in or anything. A couple of you look over and they're like, huh? And then it's just like, oh, this, you know, this guy. Uh, the, uh, the coolest one of these though, um, is, uh, broad strokes where they they do again, just a real neat hitman thing in this mm-hmm. is that there is another assassin who is working in town, who is hired by the maelstrom, I believe, uh-huh. um, called the Kashmirian, uh, and you can help him out. Yeah. Uh, he wants to kill Dawood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you do it by like doing things like, um, this was the one I did the first time I played it. Uh-huh. So my memory is not as strong as the, the why I just did the fan one, mm-hmm. but like you go in, you find his like sniper setup, you see where it's at and you're like, okay, I need to put Dawood here to give him opportunity. Yeah. And then you like adjust his sniper sights to make it focus. Like you set him up for success <laughs> and then you go pose as a painter who's painting an Andy Warhol esque pop art picture portrait of Dawood okay uh, to get him to stand in place in front of the sniper rifle oh that's so good uh it's really cool um uh-huh. and stumbling upon the sniper rifle's apartment the first time was the sniper's apartment was super cool like gave mm-hmm. me like dsx vibes of just like oh th- i was just snooping around like fuck <laughs> you know uh and i love shit like that like mm-hmm. i love i love you know just oh this is a real detailed thing with other yeah. agents working i think there is one for uh vanya as well uh, because I think he's hired to kill both of them. He I is. I cannot find the lead for the Vanya, like what I need to do to uh, to have Vanya get shot by by the sniper. Though I was reading about it, um, you can get you can get the Kashmirian to kill all three of them. Just, hmm. but I did not see specifically how. It's just a way a way that it can that it can go down. It's like a challenge um, thing. Right, right. Which, I don't know. <laughs> why would why would 47 care? Like, all right. Yeah. If they're dead, they're dead. I've yeah. got no pride That's in this. Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, man. Um, Vanya Shaw is great. And by which, by, mm-hmm. by great, I mean fucking awful. Gotta go. Yeah. Uh, so, yep. you know, she is living in the train yard, which she has converted into her own little, like, magic kingdom. And has set herself up as the person who is, like, controlling all of the water and all of the food and resources. And, like, people have to come and pay tribute and beg her you know, beg her to have their basic needs fulfilled in terms of, um, like servitude yes. they had to beg her and they pledge service. So like mm-hmm. when you're introduced to her, you get to see somebody, uh, who is begging and it's like five years of servitude right? to take care of these bills. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's fucking awful. Yeah. So gotta go running sweatshops and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But uh, as I'm walking around the town, you know, uh, so this mission that I ended up doing was called Address to Die For. Um, there are some service workers talking about how how Vanya uh, wants this famous tailor in town to make a dress for her, but it'd be, you know, but he won't cooperate. He doesn't want to work with her because a bunch of other tailors in the town have uh, died. She has killed them yeah. because they have disappointed her. Yeah, uh, it's the worst. Uh, so you need to find, uh, you need to knock out the tailor, uh, get his disguise, and then you have to make sure you get the right color of, uh, you know, of, of cloth, mm-hmm. like the right bolt, uh, which that's a great scene where you have to, uh, haggle. Yeah. I love that you, you just know? wait, like 47 doesn't say anything and it starts out at like five coins. Um, yeah. you know, and there are enough coins in, uh, in, you know, in, in the closet and, or in, in on the closet in the tailor's, uh, in the tailor's house. 
Uh, you can also come with coins. Like it starts out at five. 47 doesn't say anything. He just stays silent until the vendor talks himself down to three. Yeah. Yep. And you just, yeah, you just stare. Uh, it's very good. Yeah. Um, once you have that, it's pretty easy. Right. Um, you go there and she just says, you know, just go there and take measurements, you know, and you uh, strangle her with the measuring tape. Mm-hmm. So, um, the other thing you can do is, so she has, uh, you know, this kind of sweatshop, this laundry works where people serve her. You become the new foreman. Mm-hmm. Uh, a foreman has, uh, you know, jo- uh, quit or been fired. Um, you or been the killed. This is or been killed. Yeah. yeah. Fed to uh, the hippo in the last map. Um, <laughs> there's an interesting thing you can do here though. You can go as the foreman and give people breaks. Oh, uh-huh. you know, she so just go up and say, I take five. And then when you're doing the meeting with her before, uh, you get her alone, uh, she yells at them for the things you did. <laughs> um, like she yells at them for taking breaks. And it's really sad because it's like, I didn't know that yeah. she was going to scream at them for drinking water. You know, uh, you know, and I just said like, yeah, you look thirsty, like grab some water. Yeah. They, you deserve you know? a break. <laughs> um, so this is, uh, the, the thing I like about this is you can, you know, talk to her alone, mm-hmm. but I could not resist pushing her off the ledge when she was addressing all the people, oh, uh, and then getting shot at and running. Cause well, I was yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I will take, a, I will take a shot or two so that this person can die in front of the people that she's oppressing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And then finally the maelstrom, mm-hmm. um, which the, we get a couple leads about this, um, but just barely, yeah. uh, we know about the uh, crow's headquarters so we can go there. And, uh, we hear that the maelstrom is really interested in knowing when the, uh, the barber shop will reopen. Yeah. Cause he's using, uh, using the barber as an informant, um, yes. you know, for all yeah. these other people. Uh, so he's laying low, but he wants to uh, go back and basically learn uh, what he what he ne- needs to learn. Um, <laughs> and so, like, if you go to the barber, you can actually hear him say, "Like, I, I lost the picture. I lost the picture that says what the maelstrom looks like. They're going to kill me. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do." He's like hiding out uh, in the upstairs of his uh, of his house. So you have to go to the crow's hideout to like find the reference picture that he left behind. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so you can see, and then you become the barber. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to do, um, you know, you can do a bunch of shaves for just randos. Yeah. Uh, here, you get like an achievement for that. Yeah. Uh, but eventually the maelstrom wants to be uh, shaved in private. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make it a close shave, like all that kind of, uh, yes, yeah. sir. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. you won't feel a thing. You know, all those those great little little hitmanisms. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he dies. Then he dies. Yeah. Gets, gets cut. cut. Throat. I, I, I love his vague speech. It's like, yes, a tide is coming. Yeah, look around you, my friend. You know, <laughs> Everything are is mine. Everything's going to change. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's so good. Uh, I didn't yeah. do the flames rekindled one. Uh, it's I guess you could, like like he has a he has a, a house under mob protection, and you can get him to come there. Um, I just read about that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, same thing. Like I, I did not, yeah. did not mess around with that. And, and um, generally, like if you want to, and, and also if you want to just kill him out on the street, you know, want to do a sniper uh, uh, kind of thing, you still have to get a hold of the picture um, and ID him. Like there are people who vaguely match it, his description marked on the map, and you have to like get close enough to them for Diana to do a positive or negative ID. 
Yeah. You don't yeah. need the, the photo. You just Diana can do it. You just have to be close. Gotcha. So okay. that's how I did it the first time. I just like hung out in crowds. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to stay, you know, keep a distance. And that's kind of why, you know, this is my least favorite map. Like mm-hmm. why this is only a B plus to me is I don't like the Maelstrom stuff. Yeah, very much. Sure. Like uh, doing that, I found tedious. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I would arouse suspicion, um, it just involved kind of running around the block and then just, you know, okay, I need to find somebody taking a piss in an alley to change clothes Yeah, yeah. or just wait, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was surprisingly like weight and task based Yeah, yeah. in terms of achieving the, uh, the stealth. So This starts a, uh, a cutscene called Homecoming, um, where we get, uh, you know, in Romania, 47 is looking around this abandoned facility in the mountains. Uh, this is his old institute for troubled youth. Right. Here. Um, and the shadow client, Lucas Gray, recently bought the property, and he is here waiting for 47. Dennis says, oh, yes. it's a trap. And 47 says, no, it's an invitation. Um, yeah. And this is where the conversation takes place. You know, he talks about... You know, this is the place where Providence trained us to be killers. They took everything from us, you know, and Gray remembers and 47 doesn't um, because of like specific, like scientific and chemical things that they did. But 47 gets a little flash. He sees these bloody handprints on the wall kind of match up with these scars on his hands. You know, they did like yeah. a, like a blood brothers kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, so uh, in the you know in the past we learn uh, Gray who is known as Subject Six he was saved by something Forty Seven did mm-hmm. um, we don't know what right. exactly um, and basically they they say their mission statement here like mm-hmm. you know Forty Seven asks to what purpose and Gray uh, says to take them all down yeah it's interesting seeing Forty Seven and Gray stand next to each other because they look very similar but Gray mm-hmm. looks more grizzled because he's had a harder life. Because he has emotions. Um, well, like yes. they, they talk about that, like how you how you remember stuff. Right, right. Uh, and also, he has hair, so like they look like brothers more so than clones, but the resemblance is definitely definitely there. I just thought that was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Even though he's got like the vampire voice, oh, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if it's actually the same guy, but it's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this starts off uh, another life. Um, this oh, there's 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 another cutscene before that long oh, shot. Oh, you're right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's so weird they put multiple ones. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in there. Yeah, so these little mini movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. B- but in long shot, Gray is kind of explaining to you know explaining <laughs> what happened to Diana uh, in forty seven. They're, they're they're in Berlin, kind of saying like, hey, we had this father. His name was Ort Meyer. Uh, he worked for Providence, and that is why. <laughs> Yeah. You said that like his first name was Ort and his last name was Meyer. No, his last name was uh, Ort it, Meyer. It's Ort Meyer. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, his name was Ort Meyer. Hi, no, my name's Ort. Ort. Name, my son's also yeah. named Ort. Yeah. yeah, my son is like, I'm not going to let you get away with Ort <laughs> as a first name here, man. <laughs> Ort Meyer. <laughs> um, and, you know, so like the fact that their training had to do with Providence is why is is why the Shadow Client is going after them and why, you know, 47 should be too because of what they did to him. Um, yeah. and to get to the head of Providence, the, you know, the leader of Providence is always called the constant, but there was this, uh, there was this first constant who, uh, who, who founded it, you know, back after yeah. the fall of the Berlin wall. 
So they feel like the first concept might have some of that info. Yeah. Um, to, to kind of show a good faith, Gray and his handler, Olivia, mm -hmm. um, offer up their, their bargaining chip here, which is an antidote to the memory wipe right. that 47 had. Um, Olivia, I think, is the only voice actor in the game that I think is not, like, pitch perfect. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's not enough gravitas. Mm-hmm uh you know uh to to her voice performance it just kind of sounds she sounds casual yeah uh, and i'm like man there's nothing casual about what any anything you're doing she, everyone else you know it's not bad voice acting it's everyone else is just like i'm saying every line with tons of importance yes and then there's one person who's just kind of like you're gonna give away our only bar bargaining chip <laughs> yeah. you know it's like it's like i got inserted into the game or something <laughs> you know oh that's yeah. weird huh you're, yeah. gonna, you're gonna kill people for money fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> oh you've done this a bunch oh, that's gotta fuck Shit. you up son oh yeah damn, dude. Uh, huh you guys are weird <laughs> you know <laughs> that's fucked uh but they inject it and you know it's not instantaneous but uh you know 47 immediately has a, uh, a flashback of being spoken to uh, getting a talking to from the constant about subject six's escape attempt. And he remembers who the constant is. Uh, it is this guy named Janus. That's how they pronounce it is not Yanis. You know, it's not like mm -hmm. the Greek God. It's Janus like anus um, is how yes. they say it. And that bothers me, but here we are uh, headed to Vermont where he is living his, uh, his Henry Hill uh, blue heaven <laughs> lifestyle yes. in the suburbs in, in a fictional suburb of Vermont. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so we're going to, uh, go find, uh, Janus. He is a legendary cold war spy master, mm -hmm. um, thought of favor and defected. Um, he won't respond to interrogation or torture. No, you know, uh, basically like we can find him, but we're not going to be able to get anything out of him. Mm -hmm. Um, we need to actually, uh, get information while we're here as well. Yes. Um, you know, it's not just about uh, capturing him or killing him. He does need to die, but we also need to find some stuff out. He also has a head of security, Nolan Cassidy, which mm -hmm. he has to take out. Um, so this kind of gives us, is interesting. It's like three missions, you know, two two hits, mm -hmm. but then a laundry list of other things we have to do. Yes. Uh, trying to uh, establish a connection between Janus and Providence and also, mm -hmm. you know, enough information to build uh, kind of this plausible deniability that uh, Janus was pulling the strings behind the shadow client all or the shadow client all along. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this is uh, my favorite level in the game. It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's interesting how it's, I, I uh, was thinking about it in terms of geometry mm -hmm. because on this uh, second run through, I noticed that the houses have the same layout. Yeah. Uh, and I hadn't noticed that uh, before. And I was like, I can understand why this might be disappointing to some people in terms of like verticality or mm -hmm. variety in a wireframe. Yeah. It's so fucking novel to do stuff in an area that I feel like I could just like walk outside and find an mm -hmm. analog to. Yeah. It is like something in video games that'll always appeal to me. Yeah. Like bring me in a real space. Like it's... it is fun to be in a shopping mall. It's fun to be in, you know, a, a downtown mm -hmm. thing. Like, and this is such a good articulation of like, here's a, you know, a little city block in the suburbs of Vermont. Mm -hmm. uh, with all of the weird, like one of the guys has a, a grow, like growing pot in his garage, <laughs> yep. you know, uh, several ex spies live here. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can find like, it's just, it has all these little secrets. It has that like secrets of suburbia feeling to hey, it. Hey Gary, what's happening behind those picket fences? I know we, now we get to find out. Now we get to see. You know? Yeah. No, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's wonderful to go, to go into an ordinary space and like, 
like when I noticed that the floor plans were really similar or they were mirrored from each other, I was like, oh yeah, like it's probably the same developer who built these. And like, it's the yeah. person, it's the personal, you know, details of the, of the ways, you know, it's, it's the ways that everybody kind of used the space that makes it, that, you know, that makes it valuable, <laughs> you know, that, 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 that uh, draws attention to it. And also like they have their own yards and stuff. Like the fact that you're just on this block with all of these events going on, like there's a little political rally, there's a, you know, uh, there's a free muffin day. <laughs> there's there's a backyard barbecue inviting every you know to you know for for a new neighbor. Like saying like hey you know just you know, housewarming kind of thing. Um, and the mm -hmm. fact that you have this you know Cold War spy master living here who needs to have all of these <laughs> all of these bodyguards, and so all of his people are taking over the neighborhood and kind of seeing the tension that that has there. Like I don't know, I I dig it quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's, it's really, really compelling. Yeah. Uh, I understand to, why to people might be, might be annoyed because like going after the clues is a little bit like, uh, like figuring out the identity of the maelstrom. Like it's something you have to do it's every, the same time. every time. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like, um, the virus, yeah. in Sapienza. you know, yeah. it's just not that interesting of a goal, mm -hmm. but I like what it does in terms of putting you into places and the actual, uh, hits in this level are really fun uh, <laughs> to me. Yes. Um, so the, the clues um, and you don't have to get, there are multiple clues. You only have to get three. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there are more than three mm -hmm. um, here. Um, so uh, we find out there's a frog habitat behind one of the houses. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is pretty fun. Um, <laughs> you get to crawl through a frog habitat if you like that. Um, and they, they talk about something being buried back there. Right. Um, so if you go there, we, we find a note that implies uh, Janus and the constant meet regularly. Yeah. Um, you can also find this out from finding a lawsuit. Hmm. Um, that one of the neighbors has against Janus because he has a helicopter lands and picks him up once a year, <laughs> um, to take him to this, uh, this meeting. Okay. Um, so he's trying to get, sue him to stop having helicopters land in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's pretty disruptive. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, you know, so those are two of them. Uh, there is a, uh, yeah, there, there's a, a bunch of these actually. So I guess it yeah. is different every time. Yeah. Cause maybe. I didn't know about the second one. I didn't know about this robe. Yeah, uh, it's so, like a ceremonial yeah. robe. So, you know, the the muffin company, uh, you know, there's a lot of shady shit going on with this. But Helen's Muffins or something like that. Like if you yeah. go into the basement, like they like the actual area is called the murder basement. I guess they are using humans somehow in the muffins, which is pretty, uh, pr pretty sinister and out of nowhere. But she's also a tailor and she is um, uh, like you know, mending the ceremonial robe that Janus needs to wear. Uh, when you go up to her little sewing room, you can put it on. There's a note inside uh, that has like a meeting time. Um, so again, it's, mm -hmm. it's pointing to this other non-providence secret society. Yeah. 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 Uh, which, which is uh, fascinating. The other clues that I found um, we're getting uh, the, there's a micro uh, microfilm. Mm-hmm that uh, Janus has that you have to view. So you have to find it in his basement and find another person who had the hobby okay. of having a micro film uh, viewer. Uh -huh. um, and then uh, the, somebody is reading his diary. One of his bodyguards is reading his diary, <laughs> which is pretty weird. Yeah. You know, and he's hanging out by some garbage men. It felt a little bit like, here's the miscellaneous. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, zone yeah. like garbage man and errant bodyguard uh -huh. and the uh the doctor who likes feeding ducks are all hanging out in this corner of the map get your disguises over here yeah <laughs> disguises miscellaneous crew uh over here yeah um 
one thing that i love about one of the earlier clues the, the the frog habitat it's the habitat for north america's only poisonous frog so you can totally yeah. frog poison people yeah nature's all-star yeah uh, you can pick up poisonous frogs uh in in uh, the second map as well on columbia yeah uh, which is yeah, on columbia, the third map um so i'm glad you did the house for sale this is uh, my favorite mission in the game this is so i think this funny. is i just think it's really funny it's not yeah. like it's that compelling as a thing uh-huh i just find it very funny yeah um so we, we find out that uh, Nolan Cassidy is looking for a house here, the bodyguard. Right. Um, he's trying to find a house. Um, and he's supposed to meet a realtor, but the realtor can't stop eating these fucking muffins. <laughs> uh, and that scene is real fun to watch for a little while, too. Uh-huh. So like, oh, I guess I can wait a few more minutes and squeeze a couple more of these bad boys down. <laughs> and, like, I'm a man of carriage who loves a pastry. Uh-huh. How many muffins, muffins am I eating a fucking sitting? Dude? They're really like, big muffins. muffins? Yeah. yeah. Like, how many human fists can I eat? Uh, I, I don't know. know. Worth of muffin. I mean, like, if if I eat two muffins, that would be my night right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not ashamed to say that, like, there have been times in my life where I have made a meal out of two bagels. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's more so about flavor. Like, I'm like, like, I'm like that bagel is fucking good. Like, I'm not so yeah. hungry, but, like, man, bagels. Yeah. A little salt on there and then mixed with cream cheese and stuff. It's so mm-hmm. fucking good. Yeah. And then I'll have a second bagel. But that does put me out for about eight hours. <laughs> where, <laughs> like, that, it does basically make me go take a nap inside a, uh, a trunk or a closet on my own. <laughs> I just put myself into it. Yeah. You know? Um, um, but, um, so the, you know, you have to, you disguise, you want to disguise yourself as the realtor. Fortunately, right across from the muffin stand, there is the house that has the grow operation and there's tons of rat poison there. Cause I guess the rats are, uh, getting up there in the, in the, in the, uh, in the, in, in, in the, the sticky buds. Yes. Yeah. Um, the you can, <laughs> uh, there, there's an item, item you can pick up here, just a cannabis joint. And it's really yep. funny. I don't like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe this shows how old fashioned I am. There's a point where I was being frisked. I was like, oh, this isn't yeah. marked as an illegal item. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Back, yeah. Uh, back in the day. Yeah. Um, Vermont, man. Vermont. Sanders in charge. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not going to. Yeah. Gets yeah, weird, weird up there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you take the uh, you take the realtor's outfit and you go and you give a tour of the house. <laughs> and it is just low key. Uh, like, you know, one of the funniest things in the game. Because uh, Agent 47 is a polymath who is good at everything. Yeah. Um, but hearing him describe like a house through his lens is just really, really good. Uh, the obvious part of it is him describing it from an assassin's point of view, which is like, you know, dark floors, easy to get blood stains out of, you know? (laughs) Uh, but there's also him just being a star man about everything. Like many people watch television here (laughs) or socialize and it's just really, really funny. And eventually, uh, the the uh Cassie's also really funny because uh-huh. what is a uh, um the Simpsons thing where it's like, don't you have any other stories? Maybe something about an evil island. Uh, you know, when the, the German Homer comes back, yeah. he's like, does this place have anything else you can show me? Like maybe, I don't know, secrets in the basement. Yeah. Like the game tries to, to, you know, teach you where the end of the mission is. Yeah. He says but like you get a, an achievement for doing all the rooms. <laughs> I and, knew I should have done all voice. the rooms. I, I figured he would get annoyed and leave if I, if I didn't take him where he wanted to go. Uh, like Did you do the attic at least? No, man, I didn't. I need to fire this uh, oh, back up and do the is, fucking attic. What's he say about the, the attic? The attic is really good. Well, he doesn't come up to the attic. You just go up to the attic and talk down to him. Okay. You know, it's a standard attic prone to leaking and having various molds. And the, <laughs> it's like, what the hell are you showing me the attic for? Get down here. I don't care about the attic. Uh, yeah. It's really good. You can't even sell it. You're just like, it's trash. <laughs> body this attic. Yeah. You really cut it down to size. Somebody roast this attic for me. <laughs> yeah. 
but um you know he asks like hey i need to i need to see more storage so you take him down to the basement this kind of plays a little bit more to his real motive like like he knew somebody who lived here before like schmidt was his name uh yeah. you know just like an like another you know kg secret agent person and there's this uh there's this vault down here um and you know nolan decides to be a big shot like oh yeah i know this model and he you know he he sends his bodyguard out you know because he doesn't I, I don't know why he does it it makes no sense uh but he goes up and he's and he like does yeah. it to, to get it. he's like uh it, it doesn't correspond with what's happening right then but the yeah. reason he does it is does he's like hey can you see this from outside like does the guard oh any lumps yeah. or any weird angles mm -hmm. Did, you know which is a concern but he could have checked that on his way in uh yeah <laughs> So, but he's like, oh, you know, most homeowners don't reset, don't, don't reset the default password. So he opens up the door and deactivates the, 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 the lasers. And then he goes and walks in, leaving you outside the vault door next to the panel. Um, and as he's like, you know, just like going down the features of this, of this vault, you can reactivate it. He hears you doing it and says, wait, what are you doing? No, the lasers yeah. come on and it activates the explosives, killing him instantly. Explodes him. Yeah. If you go inside that vault, you get exploded. <laughs> um, it's kind of, the bodyguard comes back pretty quick. Does he? You know, after check. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I had to like hide the body really quick, which is, I think it probably depends on how close he is to the explosion. Maybe. Cause people will hear explosions. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I, I walked out the front door. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. not a big deal. Um, the other ones, uh, I've done one of these other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, one of them, uh, he goes to the neighborhood cookout, like the thirties themed Americana cookout. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you can, there you can set him on fire, uh, at the cookout and, uh, you disguise yourself as a server, uh, where you can poison him or you can set him on fire, uh, through that. Mm -hmm. um, at the cookout and then the uh the other one uh you can dress up as a pest control guy um to uh while he's fumigating his house yeah uh to uh kind of poison him there neither of those are as fun as the realtor one yeah uh, do the realtor one do the realtor one <laughs> yeah i need to go back yeah. and see that attic thing man yeah but it's a very i never took them upstairs like they're like i don't know what does 47 say about a bedroom <laughs> uh he, he he says uh you know i suppose you could use this as an office or a spare bedroom if you're call, entertaining guests we call this a bonus room <laughs> yes yeah um uh, i'm glad you did the uh whack-a-mole one because i have not uh done this one. Oh, cool so yeah so for janus you know he's an old guy uh kind of mostly bound uh to his house um, however, there's a lot of activity. He's got all these, you know, gardeners, he's got handymen and his bodyguards around. Um, <laughs> when you're, uh, outside of Janice's house, there's a, there's a gardener he's getting a talking to, and this starts the, um, this starts the story mission for Whack-A-Mole. Uh, this gardener was pulling a, uh, was pulling a Bill Murray and Caddyshack. He was going after a mole who was digging around in the, in the yard by trying to use explosives. Um, so he yeah. had these remote explosives and he was plugging up the different mole holes to try and, you know, isolate the, <laughs> isolate the mole and blow it up. Uh, the explosive were, the explosives were, uh, confiscated. So you, you know, this gives you the opportunity to dress up as a gardener, go and get those explosives and, um, you know, set up a fun little trap. Um, so, mm -hmm. uh, you gotta go, you know, steal that from a sheriff deputy truck. That's not. Uh, super easy because they're on high alert in their own little like cordoned off area uh you know corner over there uh but when you go out back behind janice's house the foreman of the gardeners is like hey all right so what you need to do you need to uh um, plug all the all the holes up with the junk 
Um, and then, mm-hmm. and then put the explosives down on one of them, you know, and like the junk that I had was like, here's my silenced pistol that I'm not going to use. <laughs> here's, here's the, all the weapons that I pulled. So like, yeah, uh, it was like pop cans and then, and then weapons, you know, to plug down there and they call out Janus to inspect it because he needs to, he needs to see, uh, you know, he always needs to verify that everything is, is, uh, is, is hunky dory. And when he's over by where I planted the explosive, you know, I am two houses away and watching him through instinct mode and then boom, pull the trigger. He's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can also, you get an achievement for stuffing all the holes with muffins ah! as well, which I like a lot. Yeah. Uh, they're like, well, you know, it's, it's one of the person says, uh, well, your, your methods are unorthodox, but I can't argue with your results. <laughs> yep. Well, that, that, that's, that's what he says. If you use guns too. Yeah, that's very cute. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the other ones? So there's a, there's several options for this. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a bunch. Um, so uh, the two of them I've done are apple a day and no smoking. Okay. Um, neither of which are that interesting. Uh, no smoking is just uh, his guards hide his cigarettes from him since he's on oxygen. Mm-hmm. So you find a pack of cigarettes and then put it uh, on his desk and then you loosen uh, his oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. So he blows himself up. Um, it's nice because you don't have to be anywhere near there. Right, right. <laughs> um, the other one, you have to go and become his uh, nurse uh, there, who is a, is a real talker. Yeah. Like, people don't like him. Uh, and he's off, like, feeding the ducks. Uh, so you have to distract him from that. You have to scare away the ducks hmm. uh, by throwing something in the water. Oh. And then uh, they're fine. Okay. He's got scared. They didn't get murdered. <laughs> um, and you dress up as the nurse. Uh, you come back. He's very happy to have a replacement. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing about this, though, is that... Um, you get in there, he's, you're, you're like, okay, we have to start the exam, and the bodyguard uh, pulls you aside, mm-hmm. and he's not an enforcer. You know, nobody's an enforcer at this point, uh, right, which other right. people can see through your disguise. Mm-hmm. He says, listen, this may seem relaxed, but you run a really tight ship. Um, I'm going to put you in this office here and check out your backstory uh, and run a check on you. So he locks you in an office, Ooh. Um, and uh, he's like, don't leave until I get back, and your handler, Diana uh, calls and says, Hey, we can't possibly give you a, a cover identity in the amount of time. <laughs> right. Like we're going to try to interfere with this search, but you uh-huh. need to figure out how to get out of there. Okay. Um, so you go out uh, the window and crawl back in and then kind of do uh, avoid everyone's an enforcer now because you're not supposed to leave that office. You're trespassing. Yeah. You're trespassing um, to sneak back into the, uh, the room with him. And Janice does not know that they're doing the background check. Janice will just let you do the exam. Oh yeah. yeah. So then you can kill Janice and get out of there mm-hmm. while they're still doing the background, background trick of you. Check yeah. Out. I was, I was, I was reading about this. Uh, like everybody who works for Janice talks about, uh, like how talkative he is like, Oh my God, he keeps on telling all these boring stories from his old yeah. life. You know, and he doesn't attempt to conceal it. Uh, what I what I read was you know can confirm this if, if, if it's true. Like as you are ta- as you are going in and doing this, like he talks about like oh yeah we used to run this this orphanage where we trained you know super killers. Yeah, yeah. He he looks at you and he says, "I knew a doctor once who would find your facial structure very interesting." Yeah, yeah. you know he he talks about how like oh you almost like you're a mix of multiple cultures like they created a perfect man. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he recognizes the work and right before he dies, he he's, he recognizes you. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, for a second, which is really great. Yeah. Uh there. Um there's also a really fun uh alternate goal kind of achievement thing mm-hmm. called uh Janus has a good day, <laughs> which you do all the nice things for him. Like you can find out uh you know, you get him his cigarettes but you don't kill him with them. Uh-huh. You uh figure out his favorite drink and you make him that. Um you do you uh do the uh, pest control thing but you just do it right. 
Okay. You know, without blowing him up. And then uh, he has a friend who he likes to visit and you like distract a guard so he can go do it. And then it changes his walk cycle to a strut for the rest of the map where he does like, he does the, you know, if you hold your, your elbows out uh, at, at like kind of the, at the, you know, as points yeah. and kind of walk like that, you know, uh-huh. uh, it changes it, his walk cycle to that. Cause he's in a good mood. It's a real mayor's walk. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He does a mayor's walk, <laughs> um, which I think is very cute. Yeah. That's pretty um, great. Um, yeah. and I just, I like the other one associated with him, breadcrumb trail seemed pretty, uh, pr- pretty involved actually, but it's like following a bunch of different clues to like, you know, see other, see exactly how other people are implicated in the weird stuff going on here. But yeah, I didn't see a lot yeah. of details about it. I, I got lots of bits and pieces of this, like going into yeah. somebody's house and then finding out like, oh, they've definitely got something going on as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, but did not actually follow the, the trail. Yeah. So, um, we go over the clues. And uh, start this little cutscene called Gifts and Curses, um, where we find out about this thing called the Ark Society. Um, the Ark Society is this uh, this Illuminati uh, thing that's kind of behind Providence. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all billionaire survivalists. Um, the idea is that they believe there will be a societal collapse, and they uh, want to live after the end. Uh, it's a real fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Though this is yep. this is based on actual things that billionaires are doing. You know, uh, from like. Very opulent survival uh, shelters uh, up to like trying to figure out ways to upload consciousness. Like Google yeah. has a plan to upload Ray Kurzweil's, um, you know, brain if if possible. Uh, mm-hmm. Read about this if you want to be incredibly depressed um, about the yeah. way resources are being used to surpass humanity and leave all of us behind. Yep. Uh, good, good. Any uh, advantages in... The human condition will be something you cannot afford. Right. So let that set in and be incredibly pissed about it. Mm-hmm. So. But we're learning about them. Olivia suggests, okay, Janice is involved with them. Uh, they're probably going to want to, uh, you know, give, give him a send off. Let's track, let's track the coffin. Um, mm. uh, you know, as for where it goes and they, you know, follow the delivery up to this Island in the North Atlantic. Um, and we need to stake it out and wait for this gathering that they're going to have. Yeah. Um, I wonder if this cutscene is actually different depending on what clues you found. I don't because know. for me, it didn't talk about tracking the coffin. It talked about knowing when the meeting was. Oh, weird. Uh, because I had found the lawsuit that corresponded with the helicopter. Oh, okay. Thing. So oh, that's like, cool. we know the date, you know, it's in a couple months. So I wonder if it's different. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this starts us with a, another little cutscene mm-hmm. two cutscenes between, things uh called precautions um where we were back at the uh conference chamber the virtual conference chamber right and they're talking about the hit on janus um and how gray will go down next um and the uh they're saying like listen to the constant uh which we'll find out yeah they're like you know we do trust you however and they're and he he's got this real weasel voice yeah, oh, yeah. really when you know kind of peter laurie uh strange voice and he's yeah. like you wouldn't actually make me do this would you mm-hmm. and they say you know yes uh, we would. And he says, here is the loyalty. And he injects something into his neck. Yeah. Um, so then we're on our way, uh, gray, uh, you know, we're on our way to the ship or to the, uh, the arc society mm-hmm. here. Uh, Diana and gray are talking, uh, asking why gray stays involved. Um, he mentions, uh, he asked her about her parents' death, which she, uh, she mentions and he expresses sympathy and Diana's like, Oh, you have emotions. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, you know, 47 would never think to say like, oh, I'm really sorry for what you had to go through. Um, yeah. You know, and, and Gray says, you know, it's a dangerous thing having a conscience. Yep. Uh, which is going to tie into uh, some stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so uh, as we approach the Ark Society in the North Atlantic, this uh, private island, um, we found out that the constant, uh, he has a poison chip in his neck mm -hmm. now. So that is a loyalty thing that they uh, try to ensure uh, through the Ark Society. Um, so they control. And during this meeting, they've given control by these two rising stars yeah. of the Ark Society. These twin sisters, uh, Zoe and Sophia Washington. Yeah. Uh, and they are pieces of work. Yeah, they're horrible. <laughs> right. Uh, just monsters, you know, pure monsters. And it's not an island of monsters. <laughs> like, it's total monster island. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's absolutely horrible. Yeah. Um, so the idea is you're going to split duties. You take out the twins who have the kill switch while Gray figures out how to get con the constant off the island. Right. Because we can't just take him. We can't kill him because um, they can kill him any time. We need to uh, kidnap him and interrogate him. Yes. Um, and so we arrive through the choppy, <laughs> the, the choppy sea to this massive, uh, I mean, it's a castle. Like, I don't know what movie this would be from. Like all the people in mass, it's like an eyes wide shut kind of thing. But like yeah. the Ark Society, not just the upper echelon, but like their patrons, like people who pay a lot of money for just access to, I guess, the chance to buy more of their things. It's like, it's like a convention mm -hmm. for, for, for cannibals. Um, you know, they're, they're all gathered here, you know, in masquerade gear uh, for the festivities, which are all cryptic. Um, and they are all just, uh, just going to give you the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. It's real creepy. Yeah. Um, it's like a Castlevania castle. Yeah. Like it, it is a castle. Uh, -huh. uh, this is, this is an incredible level. Yeah. Uh, th this is really, really cool. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of different ones, uh, here. I did the first two, uh, for Zoe, mm -hmm. um, here. Um, this is, uh, where, uh, part of, they have a couple of rituals they're doing. That's why they get together. Yeah. Year. So one of the rituals they're doing is the funeral, but they also burn a bunch of money in effigy yep. uh, every year for their sacrifice to Moloch or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as you're going around and exploring, one of the leads that you get is when you get to this back courtyard, uh, there's a huge crowd gathered around, not just the big pile of money that they're going to burn like they're the fucking Joker, um, but there's a huge metal bird effigy. Uh, Zoe, <laughs> um, she wants to, uh, you know, add more pageantry to this, the Phoenix, you know, like this thing needs to represent the Phoenix. She is going to stand inside of it, um, you know, quote, stand inside of it. She'll, she'll walk out of the back. Um, but as it burns and then, you know, like she is going to rise from the ashes as it, as it goes. And even Diana says like, yeah, this is just an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a horrible idea in general. And of course, uh, you just burn her alive. Well, yeah, you, uh, you sabotage yeah. the door hydraulics so her button doesn't work. Yeah, after everyone has just thrown all their money into a big pit to set it on fire. Uh-huh. Um, as a symbolic, uh, like, these are just the worst people. Yeah. Um, the uh, the coolest one of these to me, I did this one and I, I did the second one. I like the second one better. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, Last Honors, where, um, I mean, there might be multiple ways to do this. Uh, I did not... Uh, dress up as an officiant of the funeral. I Ooh. dressed up as Janus. Uh, I found his corpse and dressed up as Janus. Oh God. And, you know, yeah, I <laughs> got carried out there. And then at one point, you know, after the funeral's leaving, Zoe whispers to say something, you know, be like, you know, I'm glad you're gone, old man. I can finally take over or whatever. And you stab her in the neck, <laughs> uh, which has got to be the scariest thing that's ever happened. Yeah. To anybody. 
which I really love. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh yeah. the, the the last one i i started this and then it felt like i don't really feel like doing a pixel hunt on this actually yeah uh there are these people who are walking around you know like oh, every year the way that they throw a bone to somebody who does you know is not already part of established power they've got like a scavenger hunt there are these special tokens that are hidden around like i found the first one um in like one of the demo shelters that they that they were uh 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 showing like I, I got the little real estate tour through it um but you gather 10 of these and this gets you a chance to be interviewed and initiated by but by zoe who comes down and not only administers a polygraph uh but also apparently is doing like electroconvulsive like shocks on you as well mm -hmm. uh you know um i don't you know I, I imagine this is just a way to get her alone so you can take the shot um yeah yeah one thing that I love about the about the ceremony when Zoe is up there doing the uh, you know <laughs> addressing the entire crowd as they're burning the money is like she's doing like all of the it is our responsibility to take care of the world and et cetera like it's all this just straight up <laughs> like yeah. billion, you know billionaire hypocrisy stuff about it. Once uh, we they, get they, into the uh, with the <laughs> Sophia one with the second one where she talks to Block and talks about how she has a, he has a moral obligation to stay as rich as possible. Yep. <laughs> You know, it's like, it is, this is so gross. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it'll be hard for them to outdo it in terms of scum. Yeah. Uh, to murder in this 2020 moment. Yeah. When they make the next game. <laughs> so I do not envy them to go. do that. Yeah. Um, Sophia Washington uh, has some kind of more fun uh, ones. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the first one here, I did this one and the third one. Okay. Um, I did not do social climbing. Right. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the first one here is winds of change, uh, like as you're going around like the museum. So, you know, she has this big, uh, she's got a big heart on for, uh, for artifacts and like sends raiders in to just basically bust everything up and take all of these, mm -hmm. you know, very important things to the culture, uh, where they're at. So she's like a, a hands-off Laura Croft, I guess. Uh, yeah. But as you're up there, you hear these members talking about this, uh, you know, the schism that is happening, um, you know, among the uh, the Ark founders, kind of the innermost, innermost core. There's a coal baron named Block, who is like the one holdout vote on this initiative that Sophia wants to uh, wants to undertake. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. need to uh, take Block out and then take his just ridiculously ornate ceremonial garb. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he, he's super yeah. he's super uh, which is a janus too. face oh yeah it's like specifically a two-headed mm -hmm. mask yeah um yeah he's he's really hard to get to uh because he's a big wig he's one of the you know top yeah tier people here but if you do you get to go participate in like the vote <laughs> um and this shit's really interesting from a storytelling uh perspective like what sophia is doing is saying like hey you know our patrons were people who made tons of money off of climate denial uh, and causing this problem, climate change denial, now we're going to make money off of fixing it. Mm -hmm. you know, and we're going to look like the good guys. It, yeah, we're going to look like the good guys, even though we did this. Yeah. You know, uh, she says, uh, you know, oh, we're, we're, and it's always hard to tell, like, if this is a political thing or if it's just reality having a leftist bent. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, yeah, it's pretty unapologetic villains. You know, they're yeah. undeniably people who did this. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you know? know? Like, um, yeah, green, and greenwashing is absolutely a thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um. So you get to, you know, you say you've made up your mind to vote and she like sells you on it. And then, uh, you, during the actual vote, you say no. You're given uh, an option. You she, can say yes. 
and yeah. uh, like everything goes without a hitch and you don't get you don't get a chance to get her alone if you say no she's like okay you dick like yeah. i need to i need to chew you out yeah i what well, she specifically says like you know we tried the the carrot now here's mm-hmm. the stick like yeah. You know, uh, we're going to destroy you. We, you know, these people have immense amount of power. I don't even know who they are. Yeah. Um, and she does it while standing in front of an Iron Maiden, <laughs> uh, as you do. Yeah. As well, yeah, yeah. Just like, and like the, there, there are like, uh, um, you know, curation staff, like there's museum staff talking about like, so she has an actual functioning Iron Maiden. Like, yeah, was, I thought those funny. were a myth. Like, oh yeah, it's a, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. But, no no she she got one yeah. <laughs> so but yeah as she is uh you know reaming reaming you out and 47 is uh is is uh you know filling in and he's responding but you know when she says oh you have a moral moral obligation to be rich she starts saying like oh think of your kids think of your grandkids 47 is i don't have any grandkids like fuck you you know um mm-hmm. and this yeah. just puts her right over the edge she sends everybody out and goes to goes to soliloquize in front of the iron maiden <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was the intention was to make her angry enough to yeah, yeah. be alone, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, uh, you know, th- that's real good. And you get the detonator from her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know uh, social climbing, yeah. but It Belongs in a Museum is really great because you get to pose as one of the um, her Tomb Raiders, who is a, a parody of Nathan Drake. Yeah, he's, he's like uh, Bl- Blake and Nathanson or something like that. Yeah. yeah, Blake Nathaniel or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that, that character is really funny, like overhearing him talk. Uh, <laughs> where he, It's basically just, you know, the, the same old, like pretty tired, not tired, but like just it's been it's been done criticism about tomb raiding in general as a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm and to clarify, I'm totally on board with that criticism. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying it wasn't it wasn't invented well, in Hitman too. Well, I, I just I just said it earlier. Like, oh yeah, they go yeah, in yeah. and bust stuff up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it just you know it's yeah, just, they, they like, go through and bust up stuff. Him him talking with com- you know, just complete impunity about the horrible things that they have done. You know, and then also <laughs> saying like, oh, but think about the great things that we preserved and kind of stuff. Again, there's the yeah. hypocrisy dripping over all of this. Yeah. Yeah. We're creating our own British museum. Yes. Um, the uh, So, yeah, and you just uh, you eventually you show her you have to get this uh, necklace uh, that you can get from him and then uh, you strangle her with it. Yep. So um, and that's the end of the game. The rest of it is basically an interactive cutscene because mm-hmm. uh, once you have the. um the kill switch, the constant puts up no argument. Yeah. Um, you just tell him and he kind of tries to deduce who you are mm-hmm. uh, while this is happening with this creepy little voice. And that's yeah. real fun. Yeah. The fact that he is just like a, a middle manager in everything, yeah. but like his actual status, but like his, yeah. you know, from his, from, from the way that he talks to the way that he, you know, the, to, to his appearance, he just really is like the banality of evil written, written across a body. Yeah. He's, he's uh, the DLCs reveal he's actually a little bit more important than that, but this yeah. is the, how he's coming off at this point. Yes, yeah, um, but like you get the ending cutscene of the main game, a bad hand where they have got the constant tied to a chair um, and knocked out, <laughs> and like mm-hmm. they wake him up, and this is where the rubber hits the road. They're trying to get the truth out of him, basically saying, "All right, uh, either we kill you, uh, or you know the <laughs> the providence kills you. Like you're useless to everybody, so you might as well talk." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um yeah uh so uh diana sends 47 and gray out to stop any retaliation before it starts because uh this incredibly powerful organization is going to you know try to uh take them out uh-huh. um and as they leave the concert reveals that 47 was the one who detonated the car bomb mm-hmm. they killed diana's parents right 
no one, Mrs. Burtonwood, is untouchable. Um, and Diana mm. does not react to that. We go into the next two missions with her basically being the same. Yeah. Uh, I th I'm sure there will be fallout yes. from that. Um, yeah, and this uh, introduces us to our DLCs, uh, both of which, if you just had the main game, these are recommended. I think these yes. are both really good levels. Not my favorite levels in the game or anything, but just really great. Yeah. And they're both different. Um, like, I mean, like, there's nothing really quite different. like them uh, in the main yeah. body of the game. The first one specifically. The yeah. second one felt a little bit like um, like a crossover between, like, Sapienza and Hokkaido, maybe. Yeah, the big of, Hokkaido like, vibes. And, yeah. yeah big. But this first, uh, Golden Handshake, which is in New York, is the only Hitman mission... Uh, that's ever been in, entirely out or uh, indoors. Yeah, like this is one gigantic building as opposed <laughs> to a city. Right. Yeah, um, it's yeah. a gigantic New York bank. You know, like it seems like it used to be a like a subway <laughs> terminal or something. It's modeled after an actual bank, like that has the teller mm -hmm. bullpen right out in the middle. Like people who are familiar with the city will know which one that is. I don't have the name off the top of the head. Uh, but we get this opening cutscene for the mission here, Golden Handshake, which uh, it sounds filthy to me. I don't know why. A golden um, handshake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, it opens up with the Constance Revelations, and uh, he has given us these three family names, like Stuyvesant, something, and something. Uh, we've traced down those leads. They have all passed away. So it's like the... Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like the Sons of Liberty or whatever, or the Patriots. Yeah. 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 Um, but however, the uh, the partners are changing identities right. uh, here. So they're going to have, uh, you know, these new partners. It's not going to be those three, um, but they're going to change identities. And this happens uh, quickly. This is already, my understanding of this was that it already happened. Yeah. But they still own investment properties. Right. Uh, or still in, own uh uh, a stake in this investment bank. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be the only people with their old identities and what they're going to be called in the future. Yes. Um, so this gives you kind of your unusual mission for this. And unlike most of them, uh, so you always have to kill the bank director, mm -hmm. but you have two different things you can do. You can either break into the bank vault mm -hmm. to get this hard drive that has it, or you can find um, these, you know, zip drives, I guess, yeah. uh, that three people are carrying around that each have a part of it. Right. Uh, the v bank director and her two lieutenants. Yeah. Like one's the head of security and the other's like the head of accounts or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're both on their own little, uh, little patrols um, going around <laughs> and trying to address like the situation. Like you walk in, um, you know, and right away you're hearing some, uh, some gossip. Danny even says like, yeah, there's a, there's an internal investigation going on. Uh, and the reason why uh, is because there was apparently a break-in uh, last night, and they're not involving the authority because they want to because you know, they're up to some shady stuff. They want to figure out what exactly happened before they, uh, you know, before they take it any further. So security is going to be heightened no matter what. Yeah, yep. Um, it's pretty interesting yeah. uh, what actually happened with the uh, the break-in. I only got bits and pieces of this, yeah. But it seems like the security guy is has found out that they are working for uh providence oh and is defecting okay um so like you can you can uh, arrange a meeting with all three of the heads together um but i end up getting chased out of it oh like not, i was i was eavesdropping and then had to leave uh because of guard stuff so i need yeah. to hear how the end of that conversation happened mm 
but uh, it's kind of neat. Yeah, I like I like the idea that like he was kept he was kept in the dark about what they were really doing. Is like, nah, I can't can't break yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, and it's neat too how, uh, really the only, you know, you only have one target here in terms of an assassination. So the stories all work for that. Yeah. Um, here, and I did a different, uh, one than this. Um, I ended up doing the comedy one. <laughs> the comedy um, one. I want to hear that. Yeah. I, I, when I was making the notes for this, I, I kind of ran out of time, so I didn't see what the other story missions were. Um, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I, I got, I got you here, bud. Yeah. So I went after Athena Savalas first. She's got this, um, she's got this office that is like, uh, overlooking the entire, uh, the astral clock tower. Yeah. Yeah. She, 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 she like her office <laughs> window looks out through the clock at the, uh, at the top yeah. of the lobby. Um, and she never really uh, gets out of there. The, the, you know, the, the first lead that I found and followed was, um, uh, this, just very conspicuous journalist uh, at the far end, mm-hmm. you know, who was like talking on the phone, like, Hey, you know, the whistleblower has gotten cold feet. Uh, we don't know. I've got no idea. I don't have, I don't have the goods that we need to, you know, to, to publish this expose uh, that's going to you know ruin this bank. And so you have to like sneak into the, you know, the middle management office and find the whistleblower. Who's like, yeah, I, I you know, talk, talking to her, you know, talking to like somebody that she is working with saying, yeah, like I, I was going to make the handoff, but now all of a sudden we have these investigators here, like specifically looking at the things that I was going to hand over, um, mm. you know, and you have to like get the packet of information uh, from her desk and get it down to, uh, to the journalist. When you do that, the uh, you know it takes it takes a few minutes, but the story is published and up in the actual like trading floor, like where all of the account people are, um, the you know the the stock price graph just takes a you know takes a dive and everybody starts freaking out. This gets Athena to come out of her office, um, and I was unsure of like what opportunity this was going to present because like that ended you know i wasn't on a storyline mission or whatever so i just watched where she went she walked she walked over to this little like stair landing uh kind, mm-hmm. kind of area and the door you know the door was guarded by a bodyguard but nobody could really you know see me i just threw a wrench at the bodyguard uh you know downed him walked in and pushed her off of the ledge as she was talking on the phone like saying okay shit's hitting the fan we need to do x y and z she fell died it looked like an accident i hit the bodyguard's body uh took his uh i I took his uh oh gosh uh disguise and the key that he had and that gave me what i needed to get at the core so like i don't know that i like you know hit one of the you know, actual like ironic death endings for that. It was just an opportunity that presented itself and down she went. Well, that that's how the ones for her work. As far as I know, like yeah. I ended up doing two stories to get into her. Okay. Uh, but then when you kill her, you just kill her. Okay. You know? Um, so the, the stories are funny though. Um, one of which you, uh, you go and apply for a job <laughs> at the bank. Um, the guy who is waiting for his interview uh, has horrible nerves. Mm-hmm. So he's throwing up. Uh, so you go and you disguise yourself as him. And you go to a job and uh, you have a personality test um, as part of this. And they show you uh, ink blots. Oh, God. Um, and it, it's very similar to the real estate thing. Yeah. Um, the images are very clearly like violent things, one of which is the cover of one of the Hitman games with him holding the two guns. Okay. And they're just like, you know, what do you see? You know, our cores are precision, excellence, and, you know, satisfaction or whatever. Which of these images makes you think of excellence? And you go, that one, you know, and uh, they're like, what do you, what do you see about this? And you're like a forced perspective. Someone is standing above a corpse holding two weapons 
armed silenced pistols or whatever. And they're like, oh, what, what more can you tell us? The person is me. Uh, and it's <laughs> really, really good. Uh, so yeah. you, you, get the, you get the job. Uh, and then you can uh, move further in. Mm-hmm. And then when you're further in, you find out that somebody uh, is going to get fired okay. that day. Uh, so you have to take their place. Uh, they're going to have an audience uh, <laughs> with her. And the, quick, you, quick turnover here. <laughs> really quick turnover. Um, the, uh, the disguise, though, is him wearing this like incredibly ugly Christmas sweater. Oh, yeah? And I was just like, oh, this is just to make him stand oh. out. But when you get there, that's why he's getting fired. <laughs> Uh, I heard it's this really I good. Was, when I was in the yeah. break room, they were saying like, yeah, here Stevenson's going to be uh, going to get the axe. Like, yeah, she really doesn't like the sweater look. <laughs> it's really good. Like, you know, you she sits down and she says like, oh, wait, I've been looking over productivity and stuff like this. Uh, and then she's like, tell me, do you knit your own sweaters? <laughs> And you're like, a man has to have a hobby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she starts saying, like, you'll have all the time in the world to make sweaters uh, when you're fired and you go up and you push her out of the window. What would you do with unlimited time and no income? <laughs> yes, make sweaters. Um, the basement, the data core part is all about getting the right disguises yeah. and basically doing a heist. Um, it. And it's interesting because you have to get it out and you don't start off with like a bunch of exits mm-hmm. and everyone will recognize the thing you're carrying. Yes. It can't go in your inventory. So you either stealth your way out or you find a briefcase mm-hmm. uh, to hide it, to get it out. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, a just real classic, like stealth, uh, you know, it's not really story based mm-hmm. or gimmick based. It's just like a little stealth heist. Game. Yeah. This was really, yeah. really fun. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, awesome. Again, it's like, you know, it's the detail, it's the listening. Like, when you walk into the area, like, people are complaining about uh, how stuffy and how hot it is in their little security room uh, mm-hmm. that overlooks the vault, but also has, you know, one of the buttons you need to press to open it. Um, and it's like, yeah, well, if we turn it, if we turn it on, it'll draw in uh, exhaust from the, uh, for, you know, from the garage nearby. And so, like, I went, mm-hmm. okay, let's, let's put some sedative poison in, in that AC unit, bad boy. Let's turn on the, uh, let's hit the uh the the thermostat boom they're down it was the easiest thing in the world walk in walk out and the garage had a uh, an armored car that i could hop in like basically nobody right there i'm just yep let's do it we're good very fun heist Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah really really neat um like it a lot uh after you do so uh you know we get this little uh cutscene after we get out yeah um where we uh Gray says, uh, next stop is Paradise, and this is the last bit of the Hitman 2 content, the latest DLC, which came out fairly recently, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah I played this this year. Um, this is called The Last Resort. Down in the uh, the Indian Ocean, uh, in the Maldives. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, we had learned a little bit, like maybe uh, in some of the offices, you would find a pamphlet for this company called Haven. Uh, <laughs> it's a company that does uh, reputation management. Uh, however, uh, their primary money is made manufacturing new identities for rich criminals. So basically anybody who needs to disappear, you know, they pay $2 million, go out to this resort. They stay there for a while as their identities are scrubbed and they get new ones and then they leave as somebody else. Yeah. Yep. It's basically, you know, it's making new people. Yeah. Out of this, um, which we've seen a little bit of this. Like, I love the way that all these little threads are tying together. Uh huh. Because this was a thing that was happening in Hokkaido. Yeah. You know, and that that character, I can't remember his name right now, but the the douchebag, the tech douchebag, yeah. is here actually, um, <laughs> who was trying to make himself look like Helmet Kruger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that technology all being developed by Kronstadt, 
you know, that did all this stuff. Like there's all these little ties. Like it yeah. gives a really good like conspiracy feel. Yeah, <laughs> you know, to Small world. Yeah. Small world. Um, so uh, we're being sent in uh, under the cover story that we're Mr. Reaper, mm -hmm. a thief that's looking to lay low for a little while. Tobias and, Reaper. <laughs> yeah, I love Tobias Reaper so much. Uh, the mission is to kill the three founders of Haven, mm -hmm. um, which is going to send this area into disarray, which will allow Olivia to get into their servia servers. Uh, Olivia is Gray's handler and is also a hacker. Yes. Yeah. Um, and our targets are, so we've got Tyson Williams. He's this kind of like ex low level criminal who is now kind of the administrator of this place who is like basically terminally ill, um, mm -hmm. in a, in a super, super gross way. Uh, we've got yeah. this, uh, tech wonderkin named Steven Bradley who like came up with all the Haven software. And then we have this client care specialist, a uh, uh, con artist named, uh, Ludmika Vitrova. Who is kind of yeah. generally walking out and putting in FaceTime with all of the rich people who come in. And this is also a really, uh, this area is really interesting in terms of it just being different layout yeah. kind of things. Because there's like the public section of it, but both of the, um, Tyson and Steven both have kind of private sections of the island. Yeah. That are their own little biomes. <laughs> You know, so it's like we have our mansion with the lab under it. Yeah. We have our other kind of like less public facing mm -hmm. section of the island. Yeah. And we have to go to these uh, these different zones. Um, this is the map I have played the least. Mm -hmm. Like I, I went through it a lot, but I've done I haven't done all the stories, I guess. So I yeah, played this the yeah. most. I played a lot of this in terms mm -hmm. of fucking around. Yeah. And not a lot of the story stuff. Same. Um, the stories are also really weirdly connected. Yeah. Uh, in this one. Um, to where like, I did not do, uh, the thing I ended up doing for, um, so like, uh, Vitrova, mm -hmm. um, hires you when you're here, yes. um, to, as a thief to go get this USB drive. When you go to the, uh, the villa from Tyson, they also want the, the USB drive. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so you can do things there to get in, like getting the USB drive. Yeah. When you come back, um, you can either get Vitrova alone Mm -hmm. uh, with the handoff. But if you don't get her alone, then, um, she will call in Steven to discuss. Ooh. Uh, so you get them both thing. together. Yeah. You drown, you do a double drown in the hot tub. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, that's what I, that's what I did. Um, I'm sure yeah. you could throw like a car battery in there as well. Um, but I just, and it was just kind of this interesting story. Like I started in the public section, mm -hmm. made my way over to the compound to do a little thief infiltration. No. Yeah. Uh, and then came back and took out, two of the targets. And while I was in the compound, I killed Tyson as well. Um, I did not do a story for Tyson. I just shot him. Yeah. So the so. story for Tyson, uh, is really apparent at the beginning. Um, and I went and did that. I heard people talking about the USB. I was like, okay, well, you know, it's probably related to a different thing for him. And then I had to exfiltrate. Like I couldn't get out the way that I got in because, you know, I had to climb over a high wall and, you know, worked really hard to get out. And then when I went to follow, mm -hmm. uh, Vitrova's like, Hey, we need that USB drive. I'm like, well, fuck, I left my disguise mm -hmm. in there. So I need to go and break in. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be harder this time. Yeah. 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 Uh, the story that I did for taking out Tyson. So right at the beginning, you hear this woman, uh, talking on the phone very loudly saying like, oh my gosh, this place is beautiful. And she has a point. It's a stunning level, um, <laughs> visually, uh, you know, like, oh, but she's here with this, with this doctor, her, you know, is her boyfriend, uh, Tyson has summoned the doctor to come in and take care of him. Um, so <laughs> 
the doctor spends most of his time before he before he makes a break to go to go treat Tyson walking around his luxury suite like criticizing the cleaning like oh my gosh this place is filthy can you believe the dust on here etc cetera, etc cetera. uh he will stand on top of a trap door which you can loosen that will drop him down mm-hmm. into the water um beneath the stilts you know yeah every every one of these uh, little huts is equipped with a trap door yep <laughs> Uh, which I think is really funny. Yeah. Well, you know, just in case, uh, <laughs> you never know when you're going to need it. Uh, but yeah, uh, killed him. I, I felt a little bad about that, but he was, he was dicking with the service staff. So that's not good. Um, yeah. <laughs> to, I took that and you get into the villa and you know, Tyson, he's on, on his last legs. Like he, he disrobes and like his body is covered with like these scabs and sores and stuff. And you do a, uh, you do a an examination and you know when he turns around like okay i'm gonna listen to you i'm gonna listen to you cough you know with your stethoscope putting it on your back use the stethoscope as a garage and then get the hell out mm-hmm. yeah yeah um yeah the other thing uh that i know about is that you can uh steven who is like a fitness nut yeah, you know, kind, yeah. Of, kind of guy here um he wants to get on this jet ski um, and he almost, you know, he has this habit of being on the jet ski and almost killing people. Yep. <laughs> um, so the scuba, scuba instructor took away his key. Uh, so you can give him back his key and make the jet ski explode by yeah. having a remote explosive on it. Or just he goes out in the middle of the ocean and you can snipe him or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, from there. But it's 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 pretty funny. He is a good comedy character. Yeah, I just love that he gets the key and he drops everything. Like, oh, sweet, I'm gonna hop on the cool. jet ski now. Navy SEALs. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. I just... Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's a it's a very beautiful area. As we mentioned, uh, at one point, a storm rolls in. It's after you kill two like, of the targets. So while you're trying yeah, to kill it's a It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah, just absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love storms. Yep. Um, and yeah. there's, there's more that they're like, there's probably much more incident here. Like, I don't know. I found some like flowers that listed themselves as an emetic. So that would be pretty fun. Uh, you can pick up uh, starfish and use them as shurikens. Like they're lethal yep. throwables, which is real, real funny. That's great. Just a bunch of stuff like that. But that is absolutely top tier video gaming. <laughs> video gaming, that's fine this year. Yep. Um, so we get this little ending cutscene with its big wham, you know, moments yes. uh, here. Uh, 47, you know, pilots this raft into the cave where, uh, to meet the others, Olivia uh, calls 47 a robot, mm-hmm. which again, when I talked about, how I don't like that voice actress yeah. very much. I assume she was talking about like something that like he planted, you know, I don't know. it's real. She's like, did your robot do it or something? And it's just like yeah. right here. And also, <laughs> I don't know. That's just like, it's not up to the standards of the dialogue and gravitas of the voice crew. Yes. Um, but, uh, Olivia gets into the servers, um, sees all the new identities, um, but the controlling shares are not being transferred to them. Um, instead they're being transferred to the constant, Mm -hmm. uh, dun, dun, dun. Um, Diana runs to where they're keeping the constant and he's disappeared. He's been let out. Yeah. And, uh, 47 looks down at the phone, uh, where it says, you know, presumably, uh, Diana has told him this. Yeah. And he turns to 47 and says, actually, everything's fine. Diana just said, everything is fine. It's time to fulfill our purpose. So yeah. uh, Gray is not a good guy. Gray is working with the constant and is getting 47 close. All yep. of this has not been about, you know, helping his friend, uh, you know, yep. get back at the people who used him. No, the plot thickens. Yeah. 
they're also using 47 as a tool. And I am such a, so in the pocket for that kind of plot, I am really looking forward to when he figures it out yep. and gets his revenge and gray being the last target mm-hmm. of the next game, which I can't wait for. Yeah. It's incredibly exciting. Day one. Yeah. You yeah. know, kind of thing. It's just, uh, just, this is video games, man. I, yeah. I just, uh, God, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, there are whole swaths of people who are just like, I can't get into this at all. Like, I don't understand the appeal. Mm-hmm. You know, this, uh, some aspect of my personality, this juts up with either it's the violence or it's the fact that, uh, you know, it, you're encouraged to roll with chaos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But in terms of just elements that are catnip to Gary, uh, this is one of the greatest concentrations of Gary nip. Yeah. Like absolute, you know, mm-hmm. just snorf it up <laughs> there's a lot of candy here talk. for there's lots of candy here for cole too um yeah, cole candy and gary nip <laughs> uh, both on offer here yeah um i mean just like the very well designed you know story missions you, you know the fact that they you know they do have that element of humor um you know just the just the number of systems that are at play here that are so well integrated with each other you know mm-hmm. not just rolling with chaos but intentionally creating it um yeah, like there's just a lot about this that is quintessentially like a, a you know a, a good amount of what I come to video games for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it just it it feels good mm-hmm. to be in those hands, you know, for me. Like, oh yeah, these these folk know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like I almost feel like even if you didn't uh, have a Hitman game, every one of these spaces would still be just like incredibly fun to yeah. explore. Mm-hmm. Like if these were. Um, other types of games or mm-hmm. even just like a museum, yeah. you know, like walk around these zones. There's such well-realized spaces in ways that I don't think the medium is doing yeah. uh, very often, <laughs> like a, a rare, rare quality mm-hmm. uh, of this. And the scale is reasonable. Yeah. Like you don't end up with, um, it's not like a town in fallout three yeah, or in like new Vegas or something, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Oh, this is, reasonable like everybody who's in this town has a place to live mm-hmm. um you know there's bathrooms there's everything it's just that shit is so good yeah uh yeah so it just you yeah know. all i want to do is turn this into my year but <laughs> yeah. i can't nope um i mean something else about this like there's there's elements of the game that we haven't really talked about like like this can be a serviceable a like, third person shooter we just yeah, like yeah. Not, neither of us chose to play it like that like i never really well, we did talk, any, we talked like, about that in the last episode yeah a little bit like i i definitely had some stuff like that happen like yeah. i forgot to mention it um the i wanted to snipe mm-hmm. um a little bit and i ended up sniping on this run um in the castle oh yeah level uh in the last level um and that ended up involving some shooting mm-hmm. uh because i got saw um and it works yeah it is like a functional good shooter Mm-hmm. Um, you probably will get overwhelmed yeah, because everyone will turn to hostile, but for brief moments of like firefights, I ended up, um, at one point on like an aborted, like reality ended up in, uh, the basement of Janus's house, um, and got to have the classic hitman like everybody comes and investigates a corpse and then they become a corpse, <laughs> like corpse file situation problem with the toilet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I had a problem with the toilet situation, uh, and did it basically like a, like a shooter, like a, a uh-huh. stealth shooter. Yeah. Uh, and it worked. You know, headshots left and right. <laughs> but like the, you know, for me, the majority of play ends up being like an adventure game, almost. You know, trying to solve mm-hmm. these different dependencies and trying to, you know, get through get through the, you know, the the, the space. But like. You know, like, I don't engage with it too much as an action game, but there are these very tense moments where it's like, ah, shit, this person saw me. Can I fire off a wrench at their head, 
quick enough before they alert somebody you know yeah yeah so just yeah. like you know s still getting that uh like those moments of tension um as they go through yeah. it's, it's a game that contains multitudes man yeah it's uh we have not scratched the surface of it and like you know i i live long enough and i get a chance to uh you know to to get through my work play and other games that have come out that i really want to play like mm -hmm. i could just you know again it, contender be, for desert island game it'd be like, pretty fun to live here version yeah yeah this, this specific version with all the hitman one maps like mm -hmm. i feel like i could make my own fun yeah for a very long time yeah uh with this also like good benign bugs like there's so much going oh, on yeah. that sometimes there's just like animation glitches like you know in the new york level like there were people who were just like sitting on invincible benches because there's mm -hmm. an animation and state fired at the wrong place. Like, yeah. you know, and I, anytime where I can bring up bugs that are, you know, additive and goofy and fun, I'm going to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I also had a, uh, uh, I forgot about this in the New York level. They introduced wet floor signs. <laughs> so good. Uh, oh to my the game, God. Which is incredibly fun and goofy because <laughs> all you can really do is move them and then people will slip. Uh huh. But like, I don't like, I feel like there's something fundamental about video games like this ties into the <laughs> elemental urge that people have to like do emergent gameplay uh -huh. fuckery. yeah like that is enough like just being like i i removed the uh <laughs> the wet floor sign someone's gonna fall and crack their head and then i can steal their suit yeah uh in this section is just enough for me yeah you know like it's everything that like you know you get from like gta 3 when you're just like playing with the box yeah and and fucking around like it's just they made a game out of it and i just what am, what am i like just like absolute favorite franchises that I forget about for long swaths of time. <laughs> and also that it and came to you really late, you know, like I only totally. played like, I played like half of blood money a while ago. Yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, I watched a series retrospective to prepare for this episode because I wanted mm -hmm. to see what ties. Yeah. Uh, there were, yeah. and like really what the old games were kind of like, Yeah, you know, and it's interesting to see because apparently, um, contracts has a lot of DNA, uh, with the 2016. Oh Yeah reboot in a way that like i was like I, I don't know if i can go back to it but if i was going to yeah that'd be the way mm -hmm. so yeah just good shit man like left to right like it pure goodness mm -hmm. um yeah so uh thank you alex thank you alex for sponsoring this yeah and hopefully uh this is what what you're looking for um, <laughs> i understand we didn't go too deep on the repeated mechanics but yeah um in terms of a love fest yeah this is a love fest that's what you got um if you have things to say about hitman too Mm -hmm. uh, or uh, Tactics Odegar, Let Us Cling Together, or Mario Golf Advance Tour. Hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact by the 15th of July. Yes. If you have thoughts about August's games, which are Disco Elysium and Devil May Cry, uh, the original, um, you know, the one from like 2002, 2003, uh, the deadline for that is August the 15th. Again, duckfeed.tv slash contact. If you have thoughts about multiple games, please separate them out uh, into different messages. That makes it easier for us. Yeah. Yep. It did sound like you said death line instead of deadline. Oh, I like. Ooh. Death line. Death line. Um, you can support us on Patreon if you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Mm -hmm. um, we mentioned that first Hitman episode that was a premium. Uh, it's $5 yep. to get in on that, but you get all of them. Mm -hmm. So at this point, it's, you know, more than a year yeah. of them. And uh, that will continue to get better. And it is fine if you patronize us and drop out. Yep. We uh, designed it that. that way. Yep. Uh, and that's probably about it. I think so. Uh, rings reviews on Apple Podcast. And generally, uh, stay safe. Please do. Uh, we appreciate you. Oh, and if you're hearing this on early release, 
yes uh, this weekend duck this weekend Duckfest. uh go to duckfeed.tv slash duckfest we're going to be doing two days of shows uh live shows uh on you know video chat uh because of plague times uh but mm-hmm. uh and uh, we're also going to be raising money for uh racial justice cause so yeah absolutely yeah. uh so it's going to be uh going to be our good ass time mm-hmm. um and i think that's probably about it i think uh, so what should they watch out for until next time cole watch out for those car batteries man Mm-hmm.